Cooperative Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through Cooperative Experience and relate to you, the listener, if this game is a criminal or criminal co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. Philip, I think I'm going through like a midlife crisis. Just a Again? Bit. Again? Wait, have we talked about this before? No. Am I still oh, currently going? How long do midlife crises normally last? I don't know until uh, your divorce is finalized. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I have to, I have to uh, only see Molly on the weekends. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I or you uh, can't make your Camaro payments. I really, I was really going through the post concert depression pretty badly. You know what I mean? And I think that drove me to almost bankrupt myself last week, where I decided to buy like four concert tickets that are just all in one week. So next week, I'm going to be really, really busy. Yeah. Well, what, first, what shows are you going to or what bands specifically are you seeing? I didn't realize the Oklahoma City rock scene was so hard. Well, I don't think it's normally this hard. Like it's, it's so I last month I went to four shows or maybe five. And so four in one week is pretty insane. That's gnarly. So the first one I'm going to on Tuesday is the Mars Volta. And as far as I'm aware, they're, they're the only band that's playing. So they're probably going to be playing for like two hours with like an intermission in the middle and stuff like that. Because it doesn't say anything about an opener or anything. Did you get the preferred pass? Or are you going to go backstage and meet them? No, I couldn't afford for all four shows. I couldn't. No. Um, plus, I think I'm because I'm broke now, obviously. But because I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck over here, mailman, single mailman, or not single, but by myself, living by myself, mailman. The price of tickets aren't that bad unless you're buying them in bulk like I, I just did. I wanted to buy Lamb of God, which is coming in August, and there's another show in August. I think it's in this moment, but I got to wait till next paycheck, I think. But anyways, on Friday, I'm going to go see Senses Fail, I think, which yeah. you might remember from Guitar Hero. The Mars Volta, you might remember. remember from Guitar Hero as well. I think they were yeah. on Guitar Hero World Tour. Um, then I'm also going to go see – so the other one is Godsmack. With and they have uh, Bad Omens and and another band that's pretty cool. I'm going to see the other two bands. I don't really care about Godsmack. I've already seen them live once before. Uh, I've seen Bad Omens once before as well, and they were pretty good. Then you say you're going to go see Coheed as well. Yeah, Coheed and Cambria is going to round out the weekend. So that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to be seeing a show. I made myself my own little like music festival. Yeah, it's pretty Except, nice. You know, instead of sleeping in the mud in a tent, I'm sleeping at my house with my my little dog. You know, it's kind of weird that. I don't like. I really like Coheed and Cambria, specifically. Um, how what it, was it? Number four, Good Apollo. I'm still burning. <laughs> yeah, with <they're> ridiculous. <laughs> like whatever name. that album is. Yeah, like that one's my favorite one. That's uh, the one the with Dark Welcome Sinister. Online, I think. Yeah, it is. But I've actually read like you know he writes comics on the side. The dude. Yeah. And I I just noticed that I, you know, I really like them, and I've read all his comics. And at this point, uh, what's it? The uh, My Chemical Romance guy. He also writes comics. Gerard Way. Yeah. Hold on. I'm getting a phone call from the outside world. Never mind. It canceled. Must have not been important. Yeah. Sick. But uh, 
you know, it's not that it's like that odd of a thing, but it's just weird that it happened twice. What the phone call? I'm, I'm, no, I got derailed I'm just, by that. I'm talking about like uh, lead dudes writing comics, but also being in rock bands. Or is that like what's the Venn diagram of rock band to comic books? I don't know about comic books, but I, I imagine that if you're so creative that you end up in a rock band, like if you're so much of a creative mind that you end up in a band or something like this, that it's not that far of a of a stretch to go do something else. Like I feel like people who are successful in like uh really creative like fields like you know music or like art or whatever maybe in podcasting and stuff like that it's like being able to support yourself with a creative thing you probably are so creative that you're able to branch out into another thing right i mean if that's the case when are we developing the gaming together comic book spinoff series dude i i love writing like i every single time i meet somebody online and i'm and they're like i love drawing i'm like what what do you like to draw do you like to draw spooky shit because we should make a fucking comic book like i'm legit every single time i've seen some of your writing name i'm not sure if you can sell that are you sell the i'm yeah i I write really introspective someone's gonna like it have you not seen bochi the rock it's gonna speak to somebody oh no i mean uh like have you seen the uh i share these memes to you all the time sometimes the the petulant dogs staring into the abyss where it's always just like a picture of a dog and then some super morbid quote over the top of it. <laughs> I, you probably have. I just don't remember. Oh man. It's weird. Like, you know, we talked about Lovecraft and his cat infamously like two episodes ago, just as last week I've been getting back into Lovecraft and just listening to like one of his early works, like um, the tomb. It's yeah. super, super spooky. The English is like hella dense for me. And uh, but I'm like, man, this stuff is like so good. Like, I love it. Oh, by the way, I found one. Uh, this is on the on a picture of a corgi standing next to a giant corgi topiary. And the text on it says every morning is birthed from the corpse of yesterday. It's a hollow thing, pained and stupid. The real terror is doing it again and again. Rise again. That's it. This is the problem. This is one of my biggest problems at this point is that I've been I've been so entrenched in like that nihilism and stuff like that since I was probably like 12 or 13. You know, like I was I've been really sad for a long time. And it's to the point where I see I hear something like that or read something like that. And I'm just like, yeah, that was that would have been great when I was 16, 14, I been, 14. I been like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> that subreddit yeah for sure i and it's to the it, it is so bad that whenever i write stuff it's like man this is great and then the next day i'll look at it and i'm like this is shit this is awful and cringy and then i'll i usually i delete so much of the shit that i write but every time i've ever shown somebody like things that i write they're like that this is incredible i didn't know you could do this like how did you make these words together like this and i'm like it's so cringy. It, like, it's not that it's cringy, but it's that like it's like you can't tell that this is like shallow. You can't tell that. Like, or, or, I just imagine people are just lying to me all the time. But then that in itself is like mental illness, you know. So it's like there's so many fucking things that wrap into each other, like Ouroboros style, when it comes to like creativity and and being like self aware. You know, the shallow thing really makes me wonder too because we don't know how. Like when we hear like the works, like we hear a Blink One Eighty Two song. And we just assume <laughs> that it, it's like, man, this is this guy's life, like this uh, self-defeatist attitude. This is this guy when really he he could have just wrote it because he thought it sounded good together. Like how, we don't know how much truth is in every song, even though, you know, like some of them are like supposedly have like the lore behind them, like Adam's song and stuff like that. Yeah. But well, not all like- of them. 
you definitely need to reach in like to 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 make something that has like emotion behind it you need to reach deep into like your own like experience because that's the only way that you're gonna write something that is not profound but it, it that can reach people you know what i mean but at the same time it's like you you need to be able to like live in the abstract and i live in the abstract it's terrible like whenever i'm talking to like i'll talk to Paige and i'll say like just an offhand thing and she's like what do you mean by that and i'm like i don't mean anything i just said it like i don't i don't know why i said that i thought it would be funny or like i thought it was dumb like i don't know why i said that like that's just it just came to my mind and that's what what came out I don't really have like a like I'm like always thinking like out in the in the in the what the periphery sim? like do you like a sim thing in your life because I feel like me and Jana do that often where like we'll walk in and like our kids will be like eating at the table or something like and I'm like I'm now going to make the coffee I'm gonna make iced <laughs> coffee specifically <laughs> and just start talking or like I hope you're enjoying lunch. It's macaroni and cheese. And they're like, I know dad. And I'm like, it's macaroni and cheese. Boodles. <laughs> like an NPC. Dude, yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I'm going to NPC everyone. I was talking to Aaron, uh, who was on our dark souls three episode. And, uh, I think our League of legends episode too. I can't remember, but and, can't and remember. He, he was, uh, he was talking to me and he has a, he has this girlfriend that he's, has been living with him. And she walked up to, the this mirror and just started talking to herself and then walked away and then he told me that and i was like dude your fucking girlfriend's a sim like <laughs> like that's yeah. sim behavior dude yeah that's what sims do they practice their uh their uh, public speaking skill the charisma skill that's it dude i do that shit all the time i have a mirror right here next to like my my workstation and everything right next to my door and i will talk i just talk into the mirror every now and then like <laughs> or like when i'm listening to music i'll rock out in front of the mirror you know what i mean or like, or when I'm practicing guitar, even I'll play guitar in front of the mirror just to see what I look like. To be like, okay, do I look like a fucking idiot? I don't know. This sounds like home alone behavior because you're home alone. You live alone besides your puppy. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like I, it, it, it's it's even extended into my work because my work is so isolating as well. You know, because I'm just in my truck by myself all the time, and I'm just listening to podcasts and like replying to them and. <laughs> and it's like i feel my ex- my sim experience bar of podcasting oh getting so getting larger you know what i mean yeah i'm developing a skill god speaking of podcasting oh this is a tangent on top of tangent, <laughs> tangent. but yeah, jana whatever. came to me today and she was like yo so i was le- listening to some uh some rogan uh earlier today and i'm like what you're listening to you're rogan right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh specifically uh she had they had some um I forgot what he was. Oh, he was like a computer physicist, scientist, engineer, quantum mechanics guy on. And he was, they were discussing quantum computing specifically. Yeah, hats. Yeah. Hats like, he's wearing. Well, it's like, you just imagine a guy that's really into computers, but he just walks into a, a physics classroom instead of the computer lab at one point. You're like, Oh no, now I know about, uh, you know, the beginning of the universe. But anyways, <laughs> she was talking to me about that. And I'm just like, why are you not listening to my stuff? She's like, your show is dumb. Dumb as <laughs> I want to maybe learn something. The fucking brain cells that get lost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really just that. That's the cool thing about Rogan too is that I do listen to Rogan occasionally too. But it's like I don't ever really listen to when there's a scientist on. I always it's like when I see comedian in the description, I'm like hell yeah, let's that's go. The one. <laughs> but it, then, then that's the weird thing too because sometimes a comedian comes on the show and he's just like the fucking water turned the frogs gay five G, and I'm just like oh I don't want to hear this. Oh god, like, is it are they gonna make jokes? Like I don't. Or where are the jokes at? 
this is what I want from this guy. Oh God. Speaking of stupid jokes in the podcast, God, sorry, I keep tangenting, but I'm, I'd listened to an episode of Dungeons and Dragons or not Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons and Daddies today. Dungeons, Dungeons, Dads and BDSM. You got it. What? what? <laughs> God, I can't say names. But uh, that Dungeons and Daddies, that's it, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. They brought in a guest on this episode that's just another dad. And yeah. they didn't acknowledge it. And that it threw me through. <laughs> oh, a I know what you're talking about. For like, for like five minutes while I was listening, I'm like, who is this fifth dad? This is a new <laughs> character. And then in the show itself, which is a live action or live play of Dungeons and Dragons, one of the characters acknowledges that this dad wasn't here, but the rest of them are pretending like that dad has been there since the very first day of the podcast. This is episode like 55, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, imagine you're watching, I don't know, like blues clues. And there was just, <laughs> there was just like a cat or something like that. And it's like, Oh, yeah. this is blues brother cat or something like that. Like you and fucking it's, shifted into, it's like you shifted into another Bernstein bears. Fucking, yeah, so, what is it called? So it felt like, yeah. I got a Chernobyl. No, um, I don't know what it's called. God, what is that? It's a name. The, I got uh, Mandela effect. Mandela affected. Yeah. yeah, I got Mandela by this one podcast, and I know it was intentional. I know they set it up just to do that. But I'm like, what a troll on your own audience to do that and not say anything. But it's like, yeah, it's like, and then you got to grab someone next to you and like, quick, what was nine eleven? And the guy's like, yeah. I don't remember. And you're like, oh my god, I'm in a new universe. Like, <laughs> oh my god, so stupid. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Computers, uh, rock shows, Cody and Camry, comic books, bringing it all the way back. Uh, yeah, Nate, midlife crises, uh, crisis cease. Uh, I feel like I go through one every New Year's whenever I pick up a new hobby. Really? Do you think it's got to be so different living with people? I'm fucking talking my mouth full. Because I have ADHD, and so I kind of just come home, and I don't know what exactly my plan is. And sometimes I'll just sit on the, on the couch and, like, stare at YouTube for a little while. And sometimes I'm just like doing 18 different things. Like sometimes it's like, okay, got to sort my magic deck. Now I got to clean my fucking dishes. And now I got to play the guitar. And oh yeah, I forgot about this game that I've been thinking about. And then it's like, I fucking got a checklist that just, I don't know. Sounds like I don't your know checklist needs work. I don't know about you, but I actually use, uh, first I have Trello, which is a service used for like monitoring like tasks. And then besides Trello, I use Toggle, which is a timer based apps thing like that but it's more for like collecting stats so i can see like how long i spend doing something so like it's like how fast can i go out into the garage and turn my car on and back out of the driveway how fast can i do that now i usually use it for monitoring like my study times and stuff like that to be like oh i spend this much time studying this or whatever whereas what gets me the most is using like google sheets trello and like toggle all together all the stuff i always wonder how much time i'm wasting you making these checklists and stuff that's supposed to help yeah. me not forget things and stay on time. But the amount of stuff that is just always popping up, especially with like three kids, because like just the other day we, it's like Arthur had a surgery where um uh, he's okay. Dear listeners at home. He's, you know, nine months old. He, they couldn't find one of his testicles. So they went rooting around in his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this in the future, Arthur, this show's too adult for you. Turn it off. But anyway, like thinking you're... about someone who was zoned out for like five seconds during that story. <laughs> and just like <laughs> suddenly, what are we talking about? Okay. So just this last Friday, it's like, I had to, I called off of work. Uh, so I could take Arthur, you know, to the thing they rooted in there they ended up finding it it was just underdeveloped and they're like this thing will never grow and so they're like sorry we're just gonna have to cut it out otherwise it could um 
I don't know, die inside him and give him cancer whenever he's 28 or something like that. I don't know. Whatever they like, it shouldn't be there. So they had to cut out the, they found it like a little bit up in his belly button. So he has like a cut in his belly button and a little by his groin where they chopped it all out. He still got one ball. He's good. But, uh, so we had to go through that. And at the same time, it's like after I dropped Jana off at the hospital with Arthur, then I got to take my 15-year-old Boodles. I got to take her to the DMV to get her driver's permit. And then we get there and we spend, you know, an hour waiting to be seen, even though we have an appointment. We get in there and I'm like, hey, here's my paperwork. And they're like, oh, man, we need a proof of address for you specifically. I'm like, is my proof of insurance not enough? It has my address on all stuff. And they're like, no, 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 no. Do you have like a gas bill or electric bill? And I'm like, no, because I live on base. We don't have to pay any of our utilities. And they're like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. I guess we might be able to use the insurance. I'm like, thank God. But, and they're like, and then we need a verification of enrollment form. And I'm like, oh God, on your site, it specifically said that you needed this. And so it's like, I even had a checklist to like, and Jana even helped get all the paperwork together and organized, but we still ended up not being able to get her stupid driver's permit or whatever, because we didn't have this one form, even though listed on the Texas website, it says you only need it. If you're going through the self-teaching was it like parent instructor course, which we're not, but they still wanted it anyways. Maybe the site's out of date. I don't know, but we got refused. And it's like by what? then, our surgery was all- being out of date and about all their fucking shit. And then it's like, crap. So the lady's like, look, if you go get the form and then come back, then we can uh, we can get you in. And I'm like, OK. But then the second we get out there, they're like, OK, Arthur's surgery's done. He's about to be waking up from anesthesia. So we just need you to come back and pick him up. And I'm like, oh, God, sorry, Boodles. We're not going to be able to do this today. By the way, we had to schedule this appointment three weeks in advance because they won't see you without an appointment. And also they're booked up for almost like a month ahead of time. Yeah. God, I have to keep track of all this stuff with three kids, you know. That reminds me of you remember that old did I talk about this on the pod? There's this old lady that is from Czechoslovakia. Have I talked about her? Is this the I one had to where park you park her car? car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the same lady. So every about about once or twice a week she flags me down and talks to me for about thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so nice. she was talking to me today. So she talked to me about this dog. She's like, There's she's like my my uh my daughter has this dog and it's the ugliest fucking thing you ever saw. This is fat little bulldog and it's so and it's like wheezing all the time and they always have to do surgery to cut its eyelids every like year because they grow over his face. I'm like, Oh my god, this dog. So she I guess she asked her daughter for a picture of the dog and the daughter brought a framed picture of the dog wearing a sombrero. <laughs> And she's like, look at this ugly thing. And I'm just like, it's got like fangs that are like lopsided and different. Yeah. Like, it's it's so, tooth. yeah. You should have taken a picture <laughs> of that. I didn't think about it because while I was looking at it, she was telling me the story about how she, when she was in Czechoslovakia, there was this church that got destroyed by the Nazis. And oh, they, <laughs> and, like, she, and her and her okay, brother. Imagine the guy that zoned up. <laughs> <laughs> she was telling me about the story and she was like the farmers never she's like the farmers never let us go over there but we went over there when we waited for them to go into the wheat and start picking everything and then we went into the church and there was three hooded figures and they were looking away from the door and they turned and looked at us like this and she did this creepy turn and i was like she was like i think if we would have went in there we would have been killed and i was like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, and she was like, it reminds, she's like, it reminds, like my daughter, she's like, my daughter's got this cat and the, uh, and the cat cut her up. And so she's in the hospital right now and they couldn't do the stitches all the way up because it might get infected. And she couldn't have, 
anesthesia because she's had seven open heart surgeries. I'm like, what? And she's like, yes, yeah, seven. <laughs> and when Czechoslovakia in the old lens, they said that she'd only live to 14. So we decided to spoil her. And now we're paying for it, God damn it. Because <laughs> she lived to 30. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she's like, yes. And, and it's uh, my my first husband that her father, whenever we were uh, – She's, they were talking to you where they were in a car accident and he fell out of the truck and his head got ran over by an 18 wheeler. I'll never forget the way that his head looked. I was like, what? Like, just, like, she's just telling uh, me all this shit. No, you never brought this up on the pod. <laughs> this was, no, this was like Friday. Like, oh, this God. was like recently. It's really recent. Dude, she's constantly telling me all of these stories. Oh, I don't, I don't, I can't even okay. remember. I tried as hard as I could to remember as much as I could. But she told me so much shit. Like, legit, I sit there and listen to her talk for, like, 25 minutes. That's fantastic. You know, it, old people are just so weird. I know I'm going to be old eventually, but... And it yeah. cracks me up that... Like, this is another weird reference, but... You know the show Bluey? It's about no. a, a blue dog. Blue's Clues? <laughs> no, a different blue dog. But it's it's really good. The show's really good. Uh, watch it with Arthur. And they're always playing, like, pretend with their dad. Uh, the two kid dogs, like Bluey and uh, Bingo, are the two the two main character dogs. They're always like playing as different characters, and one of their reoccurring characters is they pretend to be old ladies, and the old ladies are always fucking everything up. So, <laughs> like the dad will be like, "Okay, we're we're trying, we're pretending to drive a bus," and he's like, "And you know, I'm perfectly on top of my route, and I think we're it's gonna be a good day. I just gotta drop one lady off by the museum. As long as something bad happens, we'll be fine." And then he pulls over the next bus stop, and then there's there's the two dogs dressed like an old lady, and he's like, "God damn it!" And they're like, "Hello, it's me, Agnes." <laughs> and they pay and change as they get on the bus and he's like god damn it please take a seat we're late i mean oh yeah i've been watching the jackass movies again okay you know they dress up like the old people old johnny i remember i used to always skip them and so i watched them all the way through this time and some of them are (laughs) some really fucking funny shit like there's just one where they put because they so they put old people masks on them because you know by this time the jackass like cast was super famous like everyone would notice johnny knoxville walking down the street right well they would put they put him in like old mask and whatever and he walks around and they put these prosthetic nuts on him that were like two feet long like at the bottom of his shorts so they're hanging out of his then he'll like climb up a ladder and like bend down in front of someone or whatever and there's this one where a, a dog started trying to bite them and pull them off and he's like oh, oh no you know what I mean? oh and the people god. are like we're so sorry oh my god uh it's, it's great stuff <laughs> makes me think of just like the old M- mtv crap like um, what was it? Scarred, or oh god, Scarred is terrible. Scarred is just like Twitter now. Am. Yeah, <laughs> just, I, this is just. Dude, have you ever gotten on our Twitter and just scrolled for a little bit? No, I, I don't get on our Twitter anymore. <laughs> our, just, dude, the algorithm's messed up. <laughs> it's really messed up now. Okay, uh, listeners at home, if you have not seen Scarred, uh, it was an old MTV, maybe VH1 or something like that type show, where the whole premise was just skateboarding accidents mostly. Or just yeah, generally like accidents. And they would show some insane stuff that I didn't realize you could really show. But I guess if it's real life, you can show it or something. I don't know. Like you'd see literal bones sticking out in the open, like open gore yeah. on TV, on cable. Yeah, like compound fractures, like shins breaking and shit. Yeah. 
I think that are we remembering it too hardcore? That could be. What sure? if it's not that bad? What if it's just because yeah. I was a child? And your imagination was going crazy because I I'm thinking about like Tony Hawk and the Bales things like there's there's never anything ridiculous in there but that's just no, a rated T game. not in Bales yeah I don't know uh, but we are a video games podcast and we're going to be talking about <laughs> uh, was it um what is the game we're talking about this Perfect Dark Zero that's it no oh. I was gonna say like Zero Dark Thirty but I'm like that's not it uh, what is that Perfect Dark fucking, Zero is that like a football play but for the Marines like what are you <laughs> No, it was a it was a military movie. Maybe I think it was Sounds about like taking down movie. like I don't know uh, some, one of the leaders of the Taliban or something like that. Do you think you could write a book like like Tom Clancy style with the your military knowledge? No, I would get so many things wrong. I would instantly be called out. Like I would be like, and then he pulled out his M nine and uh, he loaded a clip. And they, um, actually, they don't have clips. They use magazines or yeah, something like that. You're gonna get fucking Charlie'd. <laughs> I'll get actually. Oh god, yeah, that's stupid. But yeah, we're video games podcast. Nate, what have you been playing this week? Inscription. I beat it. Whoa, nice. Was it worth? Yeah. Was it worth I'm your time it. invested? Uh, yeah, I cried a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty emotional at the end of that fucking game. Did, no did spoilers. Did he get call me? Stockholmy a little bit, but I'm still playing it. I'm continuing oh, to play it because there's a. It's called Casey's mod at the end. Wait, is that a spoiler? There's an achievement for beating Casey's mod and stuff. I don't think that's a spoiler. I don't know, but just the title gave me chills. It's, it sounds like a scary thing. It, it's the whole. Please, guys, play Inscription for the love of God. Play Inscription. But like, yeah. So I was. Uh, it was like three in the morning, and I'm all hopped up on Monster Energy drink. I don't know why I drank one. And uh, Paige is just passed out, like, in my lap. Just, like, watch. Like, she's tried to watch me. She bless her heart. But it's a card game, so it's not fun to watch. <laughs> and so yeah. I, and I, beat, I beat this game, and I'm just crying. And she's just like, stop moving. <laughs> she's trying to keep me from crying. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like, just beating the end of the game. It's so hard. I can't talk about it. I need to find somebody who's, who's going to do an episode on this and join, and join their show. Because I have a lot Make to a say about tweet. this game. Make a lot of noise. Yeah, I got to make some noise. I've been making noise too, but that game is really cool. Oh man, yeah, I can't say I can't literally can't say anything about it. But you've got to play it. It's like a for people who don't know, it's like a roguelite card game with a whole bunch of customization, a whole bunch of like tactics, like a whole lot of like thinking, and it's got a really cool story. It's a game that doesn't seem like as a story, but it really has a story. So just keep playing it. Nice uh, games. I'm. Do you have anything else? No, and if any for anyone who's beaten it, I'm still not spoiling anything. I'm not crying about what happened at the end. I'm crying about the the getting to the end, like the whole finale section of the game. I was crying like the whole time, like I felt really deep about. I felt something really deep about that whole thing. It was really cool. All right, so just games I've been playing. Uh, I'm still playing old Tokyo Spirit Tracks or um, Guiding Wire, Wired Ghost, Ghost Wire, that one. And dude, you undersold me on this one. Like, like I love this game. Like I'm, all, I'm only six hours in and I, I played the first like four hours, just a one go. And then ever since then, I'll just like jump in and I'll like just jump around rooftops, save some souls, do a side quest. And then I'm like, okay, I got to feed the baby. And then I got to go. But I just keep thinking about like, man, I cannot wait to get back into Shibuya. Yeah. That was the thing about inscription where I, I'm still currently thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm upset that we're playing this, doing this pod. I was late to the, I was like 20 minutes late to the podcast because I was in the middle of a run that was going well. I lost, by the way. Oh, uh, some bullshit. Sad. Oh, which by <laughs> the way, dude, a page is experiencing me getting frustrated with video games. 
which is great because I'm, I don't, listeners, I'm a little dramatic. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a kind of a little drama queen. And I'll do something like I'll misplay. Like I'll see a mole and I won't, I won't consider it's a, it's a, it's ability to jump in front of damage and I'll play something and then I'll fucking lose in one turn because I act, I'll lose in one for a chess term. I will like slide down the couch like a baby. Like I'll be like, Oh my God, I didn't realize it was a fucking mole. And she's just like, Oh my God, calm down. And I'm like, I'm not that upset. I am. I am pretty upset at myself. Like I'm disappointed that I did that, but I usually just go to talking a lot whenever something like that happens to me. I'm like, what a oh, fool yeah. I was. How dare I possibly believe that I could accomplish something <laughs> as simple as this? And meanwhile, Dude, I do that all like, the time. She was just like reading like a, a book in the corner. I'm not even paying attention. And I just start spouting off. And I, the, the audio is muted because the baby's sleeping next to me. And I just all of a sudden start talking loudly about something that happened <laughs> that wasn't relevant to anyone but me. Yeah, it's like, oh, what? Like, why would I, why would I expect something good to happen to me why would i think that drawing my, the cards that i need of course i drew three sacrifice three creatures in a row and i lost because i couldn't fucking play anything of course that happened to me and, sh- and no one knows what the fuck i'm talking about when i look into the mirror later all i will see is a complete idiot looking back at me <laughs> inscription but yeah so um but i the point of all that was i i was experiencing that with uh ghostwire tokyo also i told whenever i talked about it on the show i talked about how i played it for like four hours in a row also did yeah. you did you change the settings around like what no, did you do I to make the settings normal. a little better it's perfectly fine on fancy mode really you're you're okay with the 30 frames i don't even notice anymore like yeah. i i think I, I did in the beginning in the beginning i'm like whoa there's like a weird motion blur like especially if you compare it to the game we played this week um fancy star yeah. online dark too like the there's some weird first person movement where I thought there it was really bad in the beginning with Ghostwire, but I think I adapted or my brain slowed down or my eyes like adjusted to it where I, I don't have a problem with it anymore. I don't know. There's a lot of shit that you can toggle around. Like I, I, I do recommend, even though you're adapted to it, I do recommend going in there and fucking with some of those settings. Cause there's a lot of settings you can mess with some stuff. You don't even have to make it to 60 frames. You don't want that kind of leads to leads me to, have you seen all this stuff going on about Redfall? Uh, I've just seen the donkey video and then I just yeah. see like the 40 minute, uh, moist critical video. How can they release a game this bad or <laughs> whatever? I'm like, I might watch that later. Yeah. I, I watched the donkey video. Cause I'm like, I, I've been consistent about, I, we don't talk about Redfall that often on the show, but I have been consistent that I just don't really care about this game. Like, I mean, I want to play it. I it mean, it's like we Left should... Dead vampires. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, it's co-op, so I imagine we're going to play it on the show eventually. But it's like, it's not something that I was looking forward to, especially after they were like, this is not Left 4 Dead. This is more like Far Cry. And I was like, oh, mm. okay. That's not what I you wanted to hear. You lost me at Far Cry. You definitely <laughs> lost Far me. Far Cry, uh, a Bloodlust or whatever we talking about. Blood Dragon. Far Cry, uh, what was it, like three or two and up, pretty much. Anything after one. <laughs> Or after Predator, out of this. Anything after Predator, I'm not interested in. Blood Dragon's pretty good. But, like, so, I don't know. I Everyone's been dunking on this game, but they're pretending that it's, like, this giant, like, like they're like, man, Phil Spencer should be fired, and they need to sell off the Xbox division because of this game. Because I'm, like, looking over, like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, one bad game. I, I There's a lot of people that are so, like, secular, like, not secular. I guess that's a word for it, too. But, like, insulated by the, by their passion for the hobby you know what i mean like they are like entrenched in in the hobby 
whereas there's so many people on the periphery that are not anywhere that aren't going to give a fuck about this Redfall situation. They have no idea what's going on. And like Starfield comes out and they see the 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 Super Bowl ads and stuff like that. They're like, oh, that game looks pretty fucking cool. They have no idea what the fuck's going on with Redfall. It's like you right now is playing this game at 30 frames a second, playing uh, Ghostwire Tokyo rather than playing it in performance mode and getting the better thing. It reminds me of Colin Moriarty talking about how he had an insider at a huge AAA shooting studio, and he himself, that guy himself was like, hey, almost everyone plays on 30 frames. Like, they just want the game to look prettier. They don't care about the 60 frames. Not almost everyone, but a, a majority. And it's like, this is obviously, like, anecdotal, but, like, you playing on 30 frames. Or whenever I showed Paige Hogwarts Legacy, and I asked her if she wanted the game to look prettier and, and run worse... Or run better and look a little uglier. She wanted it to look prettier and it ran like shit and she just totally didn't notice. And I was watching it like my eyes were fucking watering. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is painful to me. But I realized I'm a sweaty dork about fucking video games. And I think a lot of us are sweaty dorks and we should probably take a step back and fucking like, you know, breathe, have a little bit of self awareness about all of this because you're calling for the heads of people that are like, that are like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like there's a lot of shit going on and I'm crossing a lot of wires with this, but ghost wires but it's like (laughs) well done it's frustrating the shit out of me is what i'm trying to say i almost i almost multiple times went on one on twitter i just like i don't do it don't interact it's hard because a lot of these people are just jumping on the onto the bandwagon a lot or like all of my friends none of them are nearly as hardcore as we are you know what i mean like when i talk to dontre he is thoroughly fucking convinced that no triple a games have released this year Thoroughly convinced that no AAA game releases this year because there have been no Call of Duties. There have been no Battlefields. Like, those are the only things he pays attention to. There's no Fortnite. There's no Apex. There's nothing like that. So he has no idea that Resident Evil released or or uh, Dead Space. I keep wanting to say Deep Space Nine. What the fuck even is that? It's Star Trek. It's one of the Star Trek series. Like, and he's like, those games are fucking, uh, he's like, those games are remakes. And I'm like, have you fucking played the originals? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, what does it matter if it's a remake then? Because <laughs> it's a new game to you, you fucking dum-dum. This, and also, yeah. it's both, they're both so different. Like, you know what I mean? It's like Jedi Survivors just came out. Dead Island is another fucking one. What is that fucking one that... Is, uh, is, do you consider a Hi-Fi Rush a AAA game? Uh, yeah, it's just weird because it's, it was exclusive, right? No, was it? I'm not sure. No. Uh, yeah. It's I'd say it's I mean, probably closer it's to AA, honestly. Yeah, I don't think so either, now that I'm thinking about it. But it's like, there these fu- we have been swimming in fucking video games, and most people are totally oblivious. I'm saying most. I'm saying like 80 to se- eighty to 85% of people are totally unaware of this Redfall shit. And Twitter is not real life. Like, it doesn't fucking matter if there's a tweet dunking on Redfall that has 20,000 fucking likes. It doesn't fucking matter. Most of those are going to be bots. As everyone knows, Twitter's fucking horrendously overran with bots. Almost every social media platform is. And a lot of people just like negativity. A lot of these people are playing only on Switch or only on or only on PlayStation, and they're just trying to dunk on Xbox a little bit more. It's so fucking annoying seeing all of this. And I'm not saying I'm not going to bat for this fucking multi-million dollar corporation. Fuck them. If they went away forever, I'd just be like, oh well that sucks, because that's where all my games are. But I guess I'll play PlayStation now. But people pretending that Xbox needs to die because it has one fucking game and thinking that it would be good for the gaming industry that one game is fucking failing, like it's bad for the entirety of the gaming industry when one big triple A new IP fails. Because that makes everyone around go, Oh, maybe we oh, should not scary. make a new IP. 
maybe we should make Battlefield 2093 and fucking all these other dumb games. And then everyone's like, oh, all these Call of Duty games and Pokemon games are just the fucking same. Well, every time someone makes something fucking different and doesn't do amazing, you guys fucking yell at them. Like, what do you fucking want? What do you guys want? I don't fucking understand anyone. And I'm pretending, you know, it's again, it's like I'm straw manning a little bit because I'm pretending that these are always the same people. And that's not true. But it's still, it's so fucking annoying to me. I didn't even mean to go. I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about. I'm really enjoying Tokyo Spirit Tracks. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't finished it yet, but I just love the atmosphere. I love the. Um, I pretty much love any ancient myth. So just seeing all the yokai go by and like the demon parades and stuff like you, you talked about before. I love it. And just jumping into it, I saw the. Um, uh, they're called visitors, the, the enemies. And I saw yeah. the visitor with the umbrella and I'm like, oh, man. That right there, bang. Uh, that's the Umbrella Yokai. You know, it's a classic. But then actually the Umbrella Yokai shows up in like a side quest like a little bit later. I'm like, oh, never mind. This, this is unrelated. <laughs> unrelated this guy, actually, guy in poser. With Umbrella, yeah. He actually represents a salary man, you know, in the Japanese like modern mythos, <laughs> I guess. What do the cleavage schoolgirls represent? I don't think I've encountered those ones yet. Uh, are you talking about They're everywhere. Just the They're one of the first enemies. I haven't noticed any massive cleavage. And they don't have heads. Yeah, they just don't have heads, and they do karate kicks at you. Did I make the cleavage up? I think so. I might be projecting a little bit. <laughs> I, I love the monsters, though, because then there's, like, uh, They're cool. lady with scissors. Scissor lady. Yeah, uh, like Clock Tower. Oh, also, all of them have such terrible backstories, because they're all based on Japanese people that have been basically wronged. Like the the ones with the umbrellas are like uh, the workers that are working overworked and they just always report to duty, rainers, sun or shine or whatever, and they just always continuously attack and run towards you. Then there's the um, yeah. the kids in raincoats that are just like crying. It's like children that were mistreated, and their whole thing is like if you attack them, they'll cry and summon other enemies to like defend them. But you have to like, yeah. so you have to sneak up on them and rip their heart out from behind, or no, you banish them. You don't rip their heart out. You banish the children, and so you like disintegrate <laughs> them. I guess it's better. Yeah, this but is I'm, a Dante's I'm loving, Inferno. I'm loving it. Which I have Dante's Inferno installed. I'm like, I'm, I got to go back and play that. Fight the yeah. fight the babies with knife hands. Oh, I lied. I've been playing something else. What? I started uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. Oh Again. yeah, I saw that. And you were like, "Man, there's more cutscenes than Yakuza in this in this puppy." Yeah, every fucking five seconds. It's like I can't. These people that complain about Yakuza and then play Love Metal Gear. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what is going on? This is it's insane. I take four steps and then he's like, the, "I go to a door," and he's like, "Got to bust in the door with the fucking cutscene." I'm like, "I can't just walk through the fucking door." Like, what? Uh, the game is really cool though. I definitely farther than I've ever been. Which is, you know, past the first fucking level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So on our show, we discuss subs and dubs a lot. Are you playing uh, English or Japanese? English. I don't even... Can you... You you should be able to, I guess. But I'm definitely playing Metal English. Does Metal Gear have Japanese of, VA? It probably does. But, like, what is it? David Hayter is the Metal Gear guy? Like, he's so iconic. It'd be weird. It'd be like watching Dragon Ball Z in Japanese. And that fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever do that. But I have watched Super in Japanese, so... I've done that. Uh, yeah, yeah. they they have separate voice acting in Japanese. It's weird too because you're like fighting Russians and stuff. I think Colin Moriarty was the one saying this, but he was like, because they're remaking Metal Gear Solid Three, and he's really hoping that like 
if you you know when you play in English that the people in different uh, languages have their own languages voiceover. Oh, that makes no, not the sense. accents. So like when you're yeah, yeah. when you're fi- ta- hearing the Russians talk, they're talking in Russian. And I'm like, why don't games do that? Wouldn't that save money? I don't know. It's weird because you think that what if your character in context can understand that language? I bet Snake can speak Russian or Raiden or Raiden or whatever whoever you play as. Snake in three. Um. Yeah, I think you're right because it's similar to like when you're when you're around the elites and they're going ward ward ward, and well, then you play as the arbiter and you hear them talking. It's yeah. like okay. Yeah, Which I guess I, that makes sense. The translations for the elites too is like always so good because it's very wordy. Everything they say is super verbose, and the names of their ships with the um, the uh, truth and reconciliation. Love yeah. that stuff. And I, I saw this YouTube video that was just it was a Discord chat of elites, and it's like what, 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 and then that was like, Wah! and then another one joins. He's like, oh, I don't know, about <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. saying all the elite words. And they're just That's yelling stupid. at each other. It's fucking awesome. Anyways, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, there's this awesome part. Like, and I'm no spoilers. I'm literally in, like, the second level. So it's like, but this isn't the first level. You, you're, like, going down to take pictures of a Metal Gear, the bottom of this tanker. And there, there's a bunch of Marines the down Gear? there. And Yeah, the Metal Gear. And the, there's a bunch of Marines down there. And there's, like, projectors. Like, project. there's, like, a conference happening. And, like, the guy, like, a... A general is talking and they're all listening to it and you have to sneak around them and pass them and stuff like that and i walked in front of the projector not thinking about it and everyone bang, like turned around and looked at me because i walked in front of the projector and i literally went oh like i literally got jump scared like i was not expecting that to happen oh it was so fucking good there's so many cute little things i'm playing it on like very easy because i give up Right, I give up. Time for narrative mode. Yeah, I'm on narrative mode, and I don't know. I'm just running through tranking everybody. I'm not trying to stealth anymore. I realize that once you leave an area, the alarm goes away, and all the areas are very small segments because it's a PlayStation 2 game, so it's, like, not that hard. You just gotta gotta run through a camera and just run out of the fucking area. It doesn't matter. Um, So I'm playing this game, like, you know, you know when you play Dead Rising for the first time, and you're, like, being extra careful and do all kinds of shit, and then once you played it for, like, 10 hours, you're just fucking sprinting through it. Yeah, you're just Goku smashing through everything super fast, instant teleporting through all the shortcuts and everything. Just letting people die and stuff like that. You're like, I don't need this. I don't fucking stupid. I'm in a hurry. Anyways, Metal Gear Solid 2 is kind of interesting. I am lost in what the fuck's going on. This game has so many, so much name dropping. Like, it's like... The the society of the Sicilian and the and the oh, and the no. big and the big man himself are they're going through here. You mean this guy? The 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 contrarian? Yes, the contrarian, the guy oh, that, no. who was there it's when the Shadow thing. Moses was taken down to the to the you know and this I'm like yeah. they're explaining something and in the explanation there's three names that I don't know. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game? It seems it seems uh like the lore. And there's like an hour long, like flipping through there's so much fucking shit to go through, man. Like, I, I think I'm just going to play it and just get to the end and be like, I did it. I guess I, guess <laughs> I, I did it. But it's also so cool because there's, like, this fucking guy with the fucking – his name is Revolver Ocelot, who I knew about this guy. You know, he's yeah, in the fucking – I've heard the name. The video essays and stuff, and he's like, fucking – I'm betraying you. Bam! Shoots the fucking <laughs> Russian general. I'm like, oh, no, the Russian general. What does that mean? And he's like – he goes up to the fucking – 
to the Metal Gear, and he's like, Snake is like, Ocelot! And he's and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not hidden anymore. Fuck the Marines, I guess, whatever. And then the Ocelot is like, oh, yes, Snake. And then he's like, I'm actually not Ocelot. I am Liquid. And he's like, my brother? And, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, Snake, you had so much potential, but you're squandering it. Now I'm going to... And I'm like... And he's like, with my magnetic arm. And then he's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, dude. Classic Metal And then the the beginning of the second game, that's when you play as Raiden. And you run into this guy who's like... He's like the snake's voice act. The only enemy with a mask that ever talks. He's like, get down. And then he fucking saves you and he takes his hat off. And it's like, he is like, what's your name? And he's like, my name is Bernie Samuelson. And then it's like, Bernie Samuelson. And then it shows the voice actors, David Hayter. And he looks like Snake. And he's like, I can't believe Snake died. And he's like, yeah, that guy Snake was a legend. Like, it's so the real question funny. is, does, whenever he takes his helmet off, does he have the uh, the bandana? Or no, he that doesn't. Head? That's, what, uh, that's no. how he's different. Yeah, I'm like, well, Snake like, has yeah, a bandana. He, yeah, he has a little head thing. God. I think I'm going to like it, but I just don't know what the fuck is going on. And I think I'm just, like, long for the ride at this point. I, I want to play more Inscription, because Metal Gear irritates me, because, again, the controls are fucking butthole. But, man, it, it's just so interesting, you know? Like, I was like, if I would have played this, if I would have, like, been able to play this as a younger kid, I would have loved this shit. Because it's like, there's always helicopters coming in, and soldiers <laughs> getting deployed, and, like, and he's like, oh, no, they're taking over the front of the ship. And he's like, we need to go incarcerate. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. I would have loved it. I would have ate this shit up as a kid. It probably would have turned me into a Tom Clancy boy. Maybe. <laughs> God, is, uh, is Metal Gear just weeby Tom Clancy? It is fucking weeb Tom Clancy, dude. It is like, is, it, I was like, damn, is this what Japan thinks of the American military? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's just a writer. Just one guy. Thinks that this. one guy. <laughs> yeah. It's so cinematic. It, it's always doing Dutch angles and shit. I'm like, oh, look at this angle. It's fucking good. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's all the games I've been playing. Besides my backlog buster, which after last week... I was, you know, was talking about how crappy I've been at it. I decided I'm, I'm going to go knock out some games because I've had games just sit on the hard drive. I need to finish them up. So the first one I went to, this was my 37th game this year, Kill It With Fire, which is a game about just killing spiders using different household items, such as a double barrel shotgun, uh, dynamite, pretty much anything you could really find. And you use a little spider radar to find them, your spider. And I actually really enjoyed this game, especially whenever it got really serious at the end and you end up like you're about to nuke the you know, the whole city because the whole point is you are a exterminator that's trying to kill all the spiders in the city and you find out the best way to do it is just completely blow up this whole city. Very, very good game with fire, specifically nuclear fire. The only thing better than napalm. Yeah. Uh, follow up, uh, the next one I beat my 38th game this year, episode one, star Wars pod racers or whatever. They gave it away with games for gold. And the second I saw it, I'm like, Oh man, I got to play it because I never played this on the, like the Nintendo 64 growing up or anything like that. Like I played the arcade cabinets that were like the pod racing style, but I never got to play this one. And this is one of the best cart racers I've ever played. Like really? it is insane. Have you played it? 
Yeah, I mean, I love that. I played it on the on the 64. Uh, remember 64 did an episode about it, and I was like, oh, man, I wish I was on that episode, but I've been on, like, three of them already, so I was like, okay, I guess it. I need to <laughs> well, be on every good. episode. The game is insanely good. Like, just, they were ahead of the t- their time. Like, it, it is really just good. really good. And they, like, updated it with, like, widescreen and everything, so it's not letterboxed. Really you know good. how like guys are like seventy percent references. You know every yeah. time they speak, they're seventy. Like I love the it's a new lap record. I fucking love I, every time I hear that. I've been that was like something I said as a kid all the time. Like <laughs> that was fucking great. That was a great movie. Great. But uh, I played the crap out of it. I beat it. I got all the all the part times. Got first place in every race. But there's one missable achievement. But it's not really missable. It's just obnoxious because there's an achievement for getting the best gear on your car, which you don't even need. Like if you're a good enough driver, yeah. you don't need the best gear. But once you beat humble brag, oh god, yeah, humble brag. I beat the game, whatever. But there was there was one race where it was like you needed to take the shortcuts because all like there's like a four four final races that were like the boss races, and one of them it was like a Sky City, and if you did not take the shortcut. All the AI took the shortcut, and you were instantly in last place if you missed it. But the shortcut is like you, you had to drive on like a narrow bridge that's like really turny and stuff like that. And if you fall off, you fall down to a lower area. And the lower area, for some reason, takes you like 40 seconds longer in the lap than the high bridge. But anyways, uh, if you finish the story mode and beat all the courses in first place, you no longer receive store credits when you do redo the races. So you can no longer get more credits to upgrade your your car. So if I wanted this last achievement, because I got every other achievement in the game, you would have to go back and I'd have to start a new character and just grind resources or credits to buy the stuff. I was very annoyed about that. I think but I have game. all the achievements in that game. You probably do. See. No, I have 840. I guess I don't have the, those achievements that you're talking about. Yeah, purchase yeah. all the upgrades and then prepare your engines for warning back to stable as Anakin. Never did that. Yeah, I mean, you just have to be Anakin and run into a wall twice to break your engine and then hold the repair button. Yeah, I bet. So I probably right. fucked that achievement up, too. That's probably why I never went and got it. Like, got the completions, because I needed to do all the everything all over again and then fuck Yeah, me. I would have to re-beat the whole game again, pretty much, to get enough... Because even after I beat the whole game, I didn't have enough resources to unlock all the engines. Yeah. Very annoying. But it's an old game, so I guess I'll cut some slack. Uh, my next game, my 39th game this year, Piku Niku, which have you played this one? I think I know what it looks like. I think, I'm pretty sure I own it. Yeah, he plays no, like a little red guy with legs. Yeah, the legs. Leg yeah. guy. He's like a duck looking thing. Yeah, and the whole point is it's just a platform puzzle game. And you just talk to wacky adventure time style characters along the way. And it was fun. Very silly. Very cute. Not really challenging. Uh, but good game. There's a Dig Dug reference where at one point you find a character that's like, hey, I need you to play my video game for me. And you drop in and it calls it like Pick Dug. And you ha- you play Dig Dug as you're, as you're in the game, like a, a different version of it. There's, it's mostly references too. Oh my God. There's a story. There is so many, like I talked about this last week. There's so many references in, uh, in uh, Inscription that like go to Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic. That There's a straight up, there are, there are just straight up like this is from Yu-Gi-Oh! This is from magic. You know what I mean? Magician dark card instead of dark magician card or something like that. I can't talk about it. But it's uh, there's an achievement, like a story-related achievement called Painter Servant, and that is a notorious Magic the Gathering Gathering card because it 
it makes every it's like a it was banned in commander for a long time and then as soon as it came unbanned i bought one for my animar deck my super competitive extra expensive deck and that's where it lays that's where it rests but um it's called painter servant and it is just so it just tickles me pink dude like when i see shit like that like the people that made this game obviously have extreme love for fucking trading card games like it's such a good game god it's such a good game gotta play it uh my next game my 40th one was perfect dark zero that was our game of the week uh we'll talk about it in a little bit and then my final one genesis noir have you played this one i own it i i just know i don't know i even know what this game is but i ha- i know Dude, the I it's like know a it black was. gold words like and it's like very yeah. fancy words that's what the screen looks like it's more of an experience than a game just like memoir and blue or um uh maybe journey i guess i haven't played journey but i assume it's pretty similar where it's mostly like walking simulator with light puzzles what remains of edith finch and stuff yeah like that and it's all about narrative and the whole premise is like um like in like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy you're able to extrapolate the whole universe and its history based on examining a cupcake because it's like only in a universe where this cupcake can exist with this kind of like flower, like you're able to like reverse engineer everything. If you have an advanced enough computer, you're witnessing the murder of your love interest and you to basically solve, like not solve the murder because you see it happen in front of you, but to prevent it or possibly like alter the events, you need to understand the universe from beginning to end. And so you go back to the big bang and you basically get like <laughs> physics lessons as you're like solving puzzles but then you're also getting the backstories of the murder, the love interest, your backstory, and just characters you're meeting as you're traveling through the universe. You meet like a cave woman. You, oh God, at one point you're like genetically engineering like protozoa whenever like life is beginning on Earth. It is such a weird game, but I really enjoyed it. I played it all in one sitting. It took me like, I think like five hours of just sitting there playing it and it's really good like i recommend it but it is definitely it's it's an arty farty game and it's very serious if you uh i don't know if you're like basically every game i've talked to besides probably pod racer is like a a single a game or indie game on this list and yeah. well not perfect dark zero either but these games are definitely go for style over gameplay if you're into that you'll like pretty much any of these go go play genesis noir and if you want style and gameplay, go play Inscription. Um, uh, I did, you should play Hi-Fi Rush pretty soon. It's on the list. I still uh, want to play, play that, along. Metal Gear 5. There's so many games. Hi-Fi Rush isn't that long, and also Play Along just played it. So, like, they oh, did, I think they just like finished the playthrough. Yeah, it's really fucking good. I think that's probably going to be one of the games that I get paged to play. I got her playing fucking Maneater right now. <laughs> Oh, like, God, I gotta put something. I gotta put something fucking stupid on the screen, but like also something that she's not gonna listen to. That way, I because I'm gonna be screaming over here. Yeah, I can't. So it's like I can't have her playing fucking, you know, with uh, the Walking Dead. Walking Telltale's dead. The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah, is that the only <laughs> one she's back there sobbing. Like <laughs> you just hear sobbing in the background. The Twitter bots are out of control. All right, Nate, what did you buy? Uh, I bought a game called Yuppie Psycho. I bought a couple nice. of games. Oh, Yuppie well, Psycho. These up. <laughs> It looks like a kind of Japanese, it's like a pixel art, like kind of horror game-ish, kind of like wacky horror game, kind of. Uh, the screenshots look pretty cool. I've had this on my wish list for a while now, and it went on sale. A lot of games wacky? went on sale. God, this game looks brutal, at least in the trailer. I don't know what the trailer is. I haven't watched the trailer. I just know the screenshots. 
There's some okay. like death in the screenshots, like on the Xbox Store, but it's mostly like the 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 screen, the title screen doesn't look like insane. It looks like I don't know what to think. It looks like I'm gonna like it actually. Yeah, like I I played this. Yeah, and I and don't then, think it's gonna be that long. Ooh, this next one looks really good though. Industria. Yeah. yeah, Industria is just a it's like a double A first person shooter set in Germany, I think. And it's supposed to, I think it's steampunk or maybe it's like yeah, you know it Cold War like era. Steampunk. It looks like almost like Wolfenstein. Yeah, like I don't know what to think. It's it, it's it's one of those indie games that are just like you know and I'm using Unreal Engine four, so it looks real good. Yeah, and then like I just I just want to I just want to kind of cleanse my palate. I've been playing a lot of like really mainstream games lately. You know, except, you know, this last month that I've been dedicated to fucking Inscription. But it, Inscription really rem- reminded me. It's like, oh, shit, dude, indie games exist, too. And they're really good. Oh, yeah. So I, <laughs> uh, the next one is Chernobylite. Ch- uh, Chernobylite. Chernobylite. Looks like Stalker. Looks like Stalker. Yes. It's like a survival. Uh, I think it's also first person, obviously, in Chernobyl. Uh, I love this shit. I love Metro. And so I just love Chernobyl yeah, in general. Like survival horror very narrative focused from the looks of it. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. And I think I got all those games for like 15 bucks for all three of them. That's some that's some quality for your uh your cash. Fuck yeah. And and I'm really excited. I'm going to start playing some more of that cuz I think I deleted uh I think I deleted Atomic Heart. I don't think I'm playing that, especially after talking to JP about it and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not playing it either." I'm like, "Okay." It seems safe to take it because it's been sitting on my hard drive for a while. And it's like, even if I do replay it, it is on a very, it is very low on the list. You know what I mean? Because I still need to yeah. beat Hogwarts. I still need to beat Resident Evil. You know what I mean? I, I want to go back and do my third playthrough of Dead Space on the hardest difficulty. I really do. It, that game's fucking awesome. And um, I don't know. There's just so much shit. And I'm starting to replay things for Paige. And it's like, man, things are starting to pile up, you know, because Paige has played like, you can count on your two hands probably how many games she's played with like a narrative, like with like a she plays a lot of Sims and stuff like that, and which is fine. You can play whatever you want, but it's like I love playing narrative games with people. You know, I used to do that with my mom all the time. My mom would sit down and watch. She watched me play Spec Ops: The Line, and she didn't really understand a lot of like the video game references. But she was like, like at the end of Spec Ops, she's like, "What? This is fucking insane!" Like she's just like, "Video games can be like this? Like this is insane." Like, I remember I, I stopped playing on, like, two chapters before the end, and she got pissed off at me. Because I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to play anymore. She's like, are you kidding? You know? She's like, are you kidding? You're going to stop now? <laughs> like, yeah. Look, there's probably a big finale. It's going to be an all-nighter thing. This is a good cliffhanger. This will keep you keep you thinking about it. But, uh, man, oh. I love this shit. Love fucking games. Yeah. Uh, news and updates. Nave, uh, my deployment looks like it's not happening. I went up to my dude. Nice. I finally shook him down like last Friday. And I'm like, look, what is going on with my deployment? Like I need, I need answers. I need answers, you know? And he got really wishy-washy with me again. And I'm like, look, can I start planning like a family vacation this summer? Or am I going to be like shipped out? Like what is happening? And he's like, you are good. You can plan your vacation. You can do whatever. Like you're not going to deploy. And I'm like, mm, good. So I'm uh, not going anywhere. Good news for the pod. Bad news for me. Uh, all that shit went through, so I officially have lost a bunch of money, and I have no more days off. Oh, on I'm a sorry sour that. Paige called me during work, you know, because like I'm on my phone all day at work, and she was talking to me, and she's like, "You don't really sound like you want to talk," and I'm like, "Yeah, I wonder why I'm in such a bad mood." Because <laughs> I fuck, I just lost like thirteen thousand dollars. 
<laughs> I wonder why I'm sad. Yeah, I didn't say that's that, insane. But it's still like fuck, man. So fucking annoying. But I'm just, I'm just getting, getting it done. Meanwhile, I, nice I say, I send messages to you like, hurry up, dude. Some of us work tomorrow. When I know I don't work tomorrow. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, other news, Nave. We there is a article on completexbox.co.uk talking about positive influences in the Xbox community. And Philip, it was written by Jordan, who was on our uh, Wo Long episode, so long Wo Long. He mentioned us in the in the in the what is it? The article mentioned us. He wrote like two paragraphs about us. He gave us a yeah, whole thing. It's really cool, man. We're pretty high up, so that was very uh, humbling. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. I feel very honored. We appreciate. Yeah, honored. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. I was H H word. You know, we're professionals. Yeah, I'm not sure about his uh, his writing though, because uh, he referred to us as no nonsense, just straight up games, and that has not been <laughs> how we've been running lately. <laughs> Some nonsense, quite a bit of nonsense. Occasionally, we talk about a game. Occasionally, occasionally a video game podcast. I wonder how many people like go to that ep- go. To, they read that article and then they listen to this episode. And like within the f- like the first thirty minutes, are us just talking about whatever the fuck. What were we even talking about? And then it's remember. like right into a giant rant for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> like that was a good old fashioned nave rant. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, I don't know. If, I feel like we've been hitting a weird, a weird uh, energy with the pod lately. Like we're off our kilter. We're yeah, slightly unbalanced. Well, we definitely got knocked unbalanced by both of our jobs. All right. Uh, besides that, once again, thanks for the the reference in in your post, Jordan. And let's thank our patrons: Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight, Hoffle, Michael Superbacker, and Galactic Pinecone. Thanks to their support, we're able to keep the show going. Which me and Nave, we're, we still need to do our stupid Fight Club thing. You want to yeah, set we'll it for this it next weekend? Next weekend? Yeah. Oh yeah, my I'll god. Give you a week to train. Oh wait, no, you're busy this week. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Make it two weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, we could do it on a different day. Like, we don't have to record on Sunday. Sunday is hardcore, though, because I I'm gonna guest on another show, and then we got to do our show, and then I'm going to a concert. So it's like, oh god, oh god, <laughs> that's a fucking lot. I will figure it out. But uh, early access to that episode when we eventually record it. Thanks, boys. Yep. And uh, also, thank you to all the people who are listening, the free listeners. We goof on you all the time, but not so much lately. We've been a little too sad to goof on you lately. But we we love you guys. You guys want to support us in any way. I mean, just sharing the show or like giving us reviews on the podcast thing. I haven't shilled the, the reviews in a little while. We got a couple more on Spotify. We haven't gotten any on Apple, but that's okay. Just uh, give us a couple stars over there and you're going to help us with the algorithm and everything. Uh, we've hit a little bit of a stagnation, but that's okay. Have we? Because we're doing this for fun. Yes. Well, it's oh, hard God. to tell. It's hard to tell because that Colin Moriarty episode fucking blew up. So it's like, without that though, you look at it. You got to subtract all of those numbers, and you're like, oh yeah, we're we're just we're not growing so much. We're kind of just at a steady pace. Oh uh, yeah, we're very consistent. So, uh, yeah. dear listeners, we just need more converts. So uh, when you sit in your car with your significant other, just grab the aux, connect to the Bluetooth, and just start playing our show. Yep. And also one thing that I'm really thankful that uh, Jordan pointed out in his article, but like the first half of our show is not involved with what the game, the episode and whatever. So you can listen to you can listen to us every week and not have to spoil yourself in Perfect Dark Zero if that's what you want to fucking Dude, <laughs> if you're really invested in the lore. spoilers once we get yeah. in there. <laughs> I saw the notes. Philip's never written this. There's never been this many screenshots. Spoiler alert. 
for our for what we're going to talk about, but like I didn't finish the game. Philip did, so I and checked I got out a lot to say about this one early. I kind of feel bad about not finishing this, just looking at these screenshots. But let's get into the meat, I guess. No Twitter. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll hit the meat. Music plays. Boom, 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 boom. All right, and we're back. Perfect dark the fucking dude. The Gojira oh. show was amazing. I don't think I, I haven't told you about it, have I? No, I, I showed you so. some videos though, like some pictures. Yeah, you yeah, probably saw, saw the them. On, yeah, man, that Gojira show was great. Like that was the the worst one to end. Like because that was like my show spree. The very last one was that Gojira show, and it was just I brought because I also had Paige there, but I had Don Trey and Jesse. Which by the way, no one fucking went into the pit with me. The cowards. The uh, fucking cowards, dude. I and I'm the smallest one out of everyone. I'm like the smallest by far, and no one went to the pit with me. I was so distraught. I and, and Paige is like, I swear to God, I will go. I will, I'll join in the pit. And I'm like, I don't know how many pits are going to happen during Coed in Cambria, but okay, mm. if there's a pit, oh, if the they play Welcome the Home, yeah, yeah, I don't know because it, it's uh, I don't know. I just I I live in that fucking pit. I don't even notice I'm in there. You know what I mean? I like just black out and just suddenly I'm inside of the fucking mosh pit. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it takes over me. And it is so hard to especially Dontre, because Jesse, he's very non like he doesn't like he won't he doesn't like, you know, pushing people or anything like that. He's like really nervous. But Dontre is like a fucking he's like working out and he's like, Oh, look at these wrestling videos. He's like, Look at this UFC fight. Oh my god, look at this knockout. This is amazing. Hey, did you catch the fucking uh style bender fight? And I'm like, No. You know what I mean? He's like always into that. And I'm like, Hey, let's go to the mosh pit. He's like, Oh no, I'm scared. Oh, oh no, I don't know about this. And I, I literally I was like, Mastodon was up, right? And they were playing uh Blood and Thunder. And you know that fucking part at the end of Blood and Thunder? It was like da da you know what I mean? That fucking amazing uh, part at the end of Blood and Thunder. Sure, uh, dude. Everyone go listen to Blood and Thunder by Mastodon. Uh, I was like, I was pulling his arm like a fucking uh, a sheep that doesn't want to walk anymore, and you pulling the leash. <laughs> yeah. I was literally pulling him in the crowd. People are like, what the fuck is going on over there? I'm like trying desperately. I'm like, dude, please, just this one pit, this one pit, and then le- you can leave. And he just wouldn't. He got so scared. I it was almost it was almost you know I felt bad when I was pulling, but I so I was so upset with him. And also we were pretty drunk. I was so upset. I'm still upset. Everyone needs to experience the mosh pit one time, like just once. Come on, it's not that bad. Phil's waiting for me to interrupt him again. I'm not going back. I mean, what are we? What are we saying about that? And we're back. Perfect Dark Zero, uh, developed by Rare, Microsoft Game Studios. Release November 2005. This is an oldie. Older than my children. Older than your children. Wait, how, yep. old, are you, how old are your children? Uh, my oldest is 15. How old is this game? Is the next question. I don't want to do the math. Uh, this game is 18 years old. 18 years old, yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Store description. Beautiful, smart, deadly. Return to the time before the beginning. Shape the future. Perfect dark zero. Joanna Dark returns in the Xbox 360 exclusive Perfect Dark Zero, the prequel to the international award-winning and multi-million selling first-person shooter Perfect Dark from the famed game dev- developer 
Rare LTD. A secret war has begun between shadowy corporations bent on world domination. Joanna Dark and her father, Jack, are caught up in the fight for the planet's future. A routine bounty hunting mission rips open a global conspiracy that will change Joanna's destiny forever. Fourteen ninety nine GameStop on forever. Which <laughs> 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 having that try. God, that title feels like they've sent it through like Google Translate three times before it came out. Chat GBT, that bitch. Dude, I was laying in bed thinking about Chat GBT, bro. I was thinking about like, I was like, how easy would it be to just like, if you were already a journalist, to just take the, like when someone breaks a story, just copy the whole story, put it into Chat GBT and just be like, write this differently. Like this exact thing, write it a little differently, and then post your own. I think that people post already it. do that. Like, you got to pay Dude, the workers we're so for something. Fucked. We are so what? fucked. Did you see the Asai video where someone got him uh, doing vocal covers of three different songs? Oh god! And no. he played them on fucking Clone Hero. We're so fucked, dude. Some good stuff. All right, Dave. History or preconceptions with Perfect Dark or Perfect Dark Zero? I played Perfect Dark on the on the Nintendo sixty four. And I loved it. I liked it more than GoldenEye, which makes sense because I think this game came out. That game came out after GoldenEye, so they just used everything they learned for that. Yeah. But it's like, um, it's not as good as Torok. Torok's better. Torok's the best first-person shooter on that whole console. Um, the console famed for first-person shooters. I mean, GoldenEye, dude. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, I mean, how many first-person shooters are on the fucking play? Well, I mean, Medal of Honor and Call of Duty. Like, was Call of Duty the original one? No, that was like a PC no, only game. That was probably PC. And then Call of Duty Two was Big Red One, which was like a gimped version of Call of Duty Two, right? Am I thinking of that correctly? I think so. We had Medal of Honor Frontline and shit. That Anyways, was on like GameCube. The, yeah, GameCube. What are we talking about? The uh, Perfect Dark has an amazing soundtrack. If people want to go and listen to the pause menu soundtrack, or like the just regular menus, or like like I don't know. And another thing that's really fucking stuck in my head, which again makes me think that i probably need to go get like an autism test or something but like i think about when joanna walks on metal in the original perfect dark the sound of her walking on metal i think about that all the time like i when i'm walking on anything i think about like the foot the foot noises that she makes on the fucking on on like metal and that because there's so much metal and the funny thing is is that this game also has a very pronounced metal footstep sound you know what i mean like when you're especially yeah. in that first level so those are the two things that i think of when i think of perfect dark and also the uh wait was the laptop gun in the original perfect dark i don't even remember i, I don't know i don't i didn't play the original perfect dark besides like maybe two minutes at one point i'm almost positive that the laptop gun all right so while you're checking that uh my history with the series is that i played the crap out of perfect dark zero because it was like an early launch title for the 360 so it's like we had perfect dark and we had dead rising and those were like the two games that we kind of bounced back and forth between and i remember it was split screen so we played the crap out of it offline and i remember having a lot of fun with it but i never bothered with the story mode or at least i don't think i did so all of the weird characters you could play as all the different weapons it just seemed like out of context and so I'm not even sure with this game, what was the primary focus? Was it the multiplayer or was it the campaign? Because both seem semi-half-assed from... <laughs> <laughs> like from, from, a, from an old perspective or from like right now? Uh, from either... Yeah, what, like how do you, what do you think about it? If you're just going right into a meat point? The laptop gun is in the original Perfect Dark. I wasn't making that up. Okay, so uh, I feel like this game is really special. 
like how the they they were definitely still trying to figure out all the stuff like Halo oh, yeah, Three, Call of Duty Four hasn't none of that stuff's been released yet. They're still releasing games on the PlayStation Two. This is when you know Call of Duty Three was on the PlayStation Two and the Xbox, right? Yeah. And I mean, Call of Duty was great, but that was like the top of the line, and this is like a different thing. Having this exclusive to the Xbox was probably really important, especially since the Xbox 360 had like a year uh, a year ahead of the PlayStation Three. It's an interesting thing to look back on because I didn't jump onto the Xbox 360 until after Halo 3 had already come out, right? So this I didn't have any expe- up, like, experience record, with it. This was a full year before the release of Gears 1. Yeah, and so like it's really interesting how many like settings there were as well. Like you can you can fuck with the sensitivity and everything. I immediately had to change the you can do vertical and horizontal sensitivity, which is a live send. Yeah, because like I changed because I changed them both and then my Y sensitivity was way too much. And it, it it really feels like an old school shooter to the point where I w- multiple times I was kind of just smiling, you know. I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. Like I feel something, you know what I mean? I, I remember this kind of game. It's so old and dated, but also it's like very nostalgic for me. Even though I didn't play the story mode before, and there were some things in there that like surprised me a little bit. I mean, and we can get into that whenever we start talking about the campaign and everything. But yeah, before we even get into the game. There is this intro that has like a live action portion <laughs> and I I linked the song in the chat if you want to listen to it but man just listening to that is it's such a weird throwback because I remember seeing this as like whenever we it says first come in the I know it says it in the it URL, in the URL. <laughs> like whenever like booting this up as a child I'm like oh my god you know 18 years ago I'm like this is like top tier gaming this is insane how advanced this is uh philip in the editing insert the song before we hit the next point but just hearing this song while we're talking yeah while we're talking (laughs) again it's just ridiculously over the top uh i don't even know how to describe like it it really reminds me it reminds me of like 007 intro movie in the movie intros yeah, you know what i mean or like, like austin that. bowers it's like literally just trying to do that it's just so fun i definitely the first time i booted it up watched the whole thing and it's, yeah, I watched and it's also so old that's so old turning on a game and there being a fucking movie at the beginning before you even get to the title screen dude games don't do that anymore usually no or if they do i i furiously click out of them like the, yeah. the stupid one in halo infinite that keeps trying to make me re-watch it every time i boot in oh yeah but that's different that's that's like a bug i don't think that's intentional <laughs> I, I think they really didn't mean for that to happen but they just gave up on that part they're like yeah, there like, are more important things to iron out than this stupid fucking video that they can skip through yeah Uh, let's see. Uh, Mechanics-wise, all the guns, like this is just a normal first-person shooter, all the guns have a secondary fire mode, just like in Nightfire or The World Dies Today or whatever, like the, yeah. the old 007 games. I love that. I wish more games had guns with alternate fires. It's interesting because it's like it's back when people were trying way harder, you know, like when they were developing games and they needed things to be a lot bigger and more bombastic, even if it sacrificed realism, you know? Yeah. 
It makes me think of the uh, the 3D era Mortal Kombat games, which you know a lot of it's, those are very divisive, and a lot of people have opinions. They're not they're the, they're the most unbalanced, probably besides maybe the earliest ones when they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But those 3D era fighting games were really interesting because they were always adding like fighting style. Like they had like three fighting styles for every character. Everyone had a weapon, and you could switch between them, and the combos extended between. You could flip through fighting styles to and get to the different combos and stuff like that. And, like, you know, everyone hates on Mortal Kombat Armageddon because it was – it had every character, though. It was so fucking fun and entertaining, even though it was a terrible mess and, like, everyone was fucking dumb and broken except for, like, the few characters that were viable. It's still, like, really interesting to see all these characters with all their fighting styles and weapons and stuff like that. And it feels like – I felt that when I was playing this game. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it really made me think of Unreal Tournament specifically like three or something like that like <laughs> these ridiculous arena shooters where all the guns are not even that good like like you can pick up this rapid fire machine gun but you can't hit anything with it because it just sprays everywhere or like just in this like some of the guns for examples like the laptop gun really cool gun you can it's on a fire is to take it and throw it against the wall and it becomes a turret which is pretty cool or like there's a there's a P90 that you get later in the game. It's alternate fires. You get heat vision, and I'm like, that's awesome. Not a great alternate fire, but still pretty cool. Or the the sniper rifle's alternate fire is it fires a laser which scrambles enemies' radar. But I didn't even you know have that. to yeah it you, it's not in story mode. It's only in multiplayer. The problem is if you're already aiming at somebody enough to hit them with the laser, why don't <laughs> you just shoot them? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I remember someone talking about that in Spec Ops: The Line, where you can you can command your sniper to shoot somebody when you're aiming at them. But it's like if you're already aiming at them, just it's it's, it's also one more button press to shoot them. <laughs> it's like, why are you doing that? Or there's um there's an you get an AK at one point that has a bayonet, and you can fire the the bayonet like a um <laughs> like a rocket propelled knife, or what's the knife in Call of Duty? Like oh the fucking people. the shooting knife I can't remember yeah. what it's called it's like a spring loaded knife yeah didn't they use yeah. that in Deadliest Warrior one episode I don't know probably over and it like bounced off like <laughs> it was terrible I can't remember <laughs> but so so many of them because like there's also like two just rifles and they just have grenade launchers attached to them as their second ever I'm like that one's just defaultly good like why would you not yeah. use that or it's like um there's some pistols that like the other one was like, there's a Uzi because maybe you didn't mind, might not remember these from the multiplayer, but a lot of them you get later on in the story mode. Like there's an Uzi that it's thing is you throw it down and becomes a landmine. There's another Uzi that you get that it's thing is it spawns a hologram clone next to you of you. And it does the same thing as you. So it gives them like double Damn, vision. Like 10 years before reach. Yes, I know. And I'm like, Oh, it's right before reach. Like this is all thing. not very useful. Against AI, but <laughs> dude, have you seen those fucking those? Uh, I love watching compilations of people like juking with the holograms. Yeah, juking with the hologram, like Make fucking the hologram you. stop moving while you keep going and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you turn around and fucking assassinate them. Oh my god, that shit is so good. Ah, classic. But a lot of these are pretty bad, or they suck. But I love it. Yeah, but I, don't like really, I, I literally never, ever, ever used secondary fires for anything. The rocket launcher, you control like a predator missile. Like whenever you fire, it's alternate fire. Like you like can drive the javelin. missile. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, all the Is weapons the are soft a real things. Thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. Does it really work like in Call of Duty? I don't know. 
maybe. Or oh, they yeah, just, like make it different for fun. It probably has to work like that. I don't know. Or where it shoots straight up and then comes down. Yeah, and then you like predator drone. Like you, you get know. to guide the fucking rocket. That seems very. The guy expensive. that shoots it probably is not the guy that guides it. It's probably a team of like three people for this one weapon system. I guess that makes sense. Do you have to be like qualified? What do you do? Oh, do you I'm have to, like, sure. Get, like a, a a Boy Scout badge for the Predator missile. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. Like we have like training rips of like every piece of training we've ever done. Like the dates are valid. Like videos. Like you have a video of you doing different trainings. No, not video. Like a like they call it our rip. I don't know why why it's what the rip means, but it's just like what a, do you think it means? A, a rip requisite oh, requisite in, instructional proof. Proof. I have Requisite, no that sounds right. No, <laughs> that really. sounds correct. But it just has dates and like codes on it pretty much. I don't know why I'm Googling this. I'm never going to find it. Research into practice. I did find it. Yeah. Research into practice. Yeah. Oh, this is for the army. No, it's probably the same thing. Yeah. Philip, what is, what is, what does, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of acronyms I'm looking at now. <laughs> It's all hackers. What does CPU mean in the military? Oh my god, I don't know. I, uh... Central processing unit. It means yeah, the same I guess. Thing. I don't know. Are you just glad looking that at acronym here. list? Yeah, for the military, it says Army Industrial Technology. Like <laughs> there's like tags on them. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. All right. So the idea. other bits is uh, you have a health bar the regions mostly. But you can get armor, and the enemies can have armor yep. too. And it's really weird yep. because the armor flies off of them as an indicator that you're breaking their armor. So, it, like, you shoot somebody, and it's like Mac. Yeah, all their <laughs> armor just explodes and falls into little pieces on the ground. God, speaking of Knack, in um, <laughs> in Genesis Noir or whatever, there is a part where the Earth is being destroyed. Not spoilers; it's just part of it. And all the spaceships are leaving the Earth, and you can go to the passenger manifest and everyone has their name, their like birthday, and then something in their bio. And it's this is supposed to be the far future. And one of them just says, Knack 5, baby. Whatever I was like, really? Really? Yeah. And I'm like, did they put a donkey reference in here? That's fucking awesome. That sounds like Prey because everyone has like profiles and stuff in Prey. Like each dead body, each dead person you run into, you can find their profile. profile. God, it's so fucking good. Why? Why did why did they have to make Redfall? Why? Prey <laughs> 2 is right there. Yeah, so the armor still uh notable about the armor is that if you have full armor with a helmet, it will actually save you from a headshot. Which oh, I really? found really annoying in the campaign. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> in the campaign I knew that for sure. Yeah. Uh next uh gadgets. There's like demo charges and then you have like hacking and you have lock picking gadgets. Uh, when these come up, we'll probably talk about them, but they're not that important. Uh, besides that, anything you want to talk about before we just kind of hit the mission list? Who is the fucking rando lady that's in there? Is that ever explained? You talking about all these screenshots I put in? No, the, the lady that you play as when you're in co-op, the Arbiter. Oh, yeah, that's Chandra. She's relevant. Nice. Because you played as that other guy, too. So once you did that, I was like, oh, wait, maybe yes. this person exists in the game because there are multiple points in this game where i was like convinced that this mission was made for co-op but after we played after you played as that one guy which was the last mission we played together i think <laughs> i think yeah. we got to mission four but that's the last mission we beat i was like oh well maybe that lady's following her following uh perfect yeah. dark joe perfect yeah. following her around 
the whole time. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll just go right into it. Uh, missions, big spoilers ahead uh, for, for Perfect Dark, if anyone cares. Uh, Mission Zero, it was just a simulation about getting onto a spaceship before it launches. Yeah. And just we like played the it on the hardest difficulty, and it was hard. Yeah, we played the first three missions, which is Zero, One, and Two. Not confusing at all. We played those three missions on the hardest difficulty, and uh, then we gave up on the third one. I, why did we give up? Oh, because there's a boss fight at the end. We'll get to yeah, it when we get there. Yeah, so the first one is just a simulation. Uh, what was notable about this one is I actually, I died, I think I died both times. Or, you know, you died once because I got on the elevator without you and I couldn't go back. And so you were just on <laughs> the ground dead. And then people in like jetpack show up and just gunned me down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get up there and it was like five seconds left. You had to come back and revive me and then make it to the door of the spaceship before we were about to fail the mission again. And there, by the way, it's just on higher difficulties. There's less checkpoints, lower difficulties have, yeah, they took away checkpoints when you go on higher difficulties. Oh God, dude. So that really was futile. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to be, I just want to be a butt chugger, you know, I want to butt chug the Mountain Dew Red Bull Mountain Monster Energy. For us, with most levels, there were not checkpoints. It was just replay the whole level if we died. And, God, these levels are painful to get through. We did become very proficient in the first three levels, though. It took us, like, 12 tries on level one for the nightclub. Yeah, but we were, like, surgical at the end. We got really. It was like Hitman. Like, when you see somebody, it's like, oh, yeah, the first run of Hitman, and then it's like run 47 of Hitman, when they're like, I'm going to dress like a chef, I'm going to pick up a rat, I'm going to lay it on the table, he's going to stand up and walk in this other room. By then, I'll have the anvil in place now that I switched into the mechanic outfit, and, you know, like cartoon Looney Tunes kill this guy. Like, there's that that first level in Hitman 2, I think, where you're in that ballroom, and he, like, you see people, they walk into the middle of the ballroom, they go, one, two three four and then they aim up and then shoot at the butt at the balcony and then their person just happens to be right there and then they just turn around and walk away and they finish yeah. the level i'm like wow all right master no one saw that uh but yeah nightclub really hard because uh you couldn't go in guns blazing or get spotted we had to like identify people yeah. and kill them that was the hardest part i think which is not get spotted yeah because if you got spotted before you did the the identify thing which takes like fucking five minutes it feels like it takes forever on the hardest it takes difficulty. so long which follow-up i don't think there's any other mission where you fail on detection that was the only one well good because all the other missions were a lot more fun they were which by the way whenever i went back and replayed it i replayed it on the lowest difficulty i had a lot of fun playing through these missions on my own i did not have that much fun playing them with you on hard yeah I wonder what the the running fact the running theme of that is. <laughs> okay, so which, by the way, this uh, game is friendly fire. It does, but it, it's, it's very funny. Not aggressive. It's it, it's like nerfed slightly. Yeah, but also it tells you if a friend hit you. Yeah, it turns instead of having a red. instead of having a red hurt marker, it's green. It, and I didn't know that for a while. So Philip always knew when I was shooting him, and I thought I, I thought he wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, so. The problem with this game is also there's no subtitles and the, the, there's no like big cutscenes to tell you information. It's just like a mission brief beforehand that we really didn't want to sit there and listen to. 
while they just talk at us. So we would often go into the mission not really knowing what we were doing. But I went back and I watched the cutscenes on like, you know, those YouTube videos where it's like so and so the movie or whatever. It's like Perfect Dark Zero, the movie where it's just the cutscenes, 4K straight from the game version. And so I rewatched those. And then I also went to like a summary page. And so I have kind of like recaptured what actually happens in the story. And I really want to tell you about it because I know you have no clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I have no fucking, I'm looking at these picture screenshots in awe because I, they're out of context. They're insane. <laughs> God, they're so good. You want to recap the screenshots real quick? Like describe them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Well, there's the lady Chandra. I'm yeah. not describing that, but okay. So right at the beginning, this happens in the, in the first, in level one, I think. There's this guy who I can only assume is gay Wesker. Like, I don't know how else to describe him. But he does like a fucking, he does a fucking like dive, swan dive out of a, out of a, uh, like a four story window, spins in the air, and then in midair, he stops and then like turns and then goes down and lands. Like, it's one of those old school, like Chinese movies. You know what I mean? Like the martial arts where they're obviously on wires. That's what he looks like. But even Here's- better, in because I, I rewatched that cutscene before this, he jumps on the table, pulls out double fistles. Like, he, by the way, you're standing in his office. You're not that far away from me. It's like a ten foot shot. He goes, shoots a couple times at Joe. Joe slightly ducks, and then he does a backflip into this twisting maneuver, and it is just insane. It's so funny because it's like in Like a Dragon Engine. One, like, there's a funny cutscene in the first like 28 hours. I don't know. It, it's very early. It's not a spoiler. I'm. But the Kiryu, the guy who's modeled after Kiryu, is like, I will have my vengeance. I will exile myself so that no one will suffer for what I have done. I will be back. And then he fucking runs and jumps. He's like a, he, within arm's reach of everyone. He runs and jumps into a fucking river that's right next to him. <laughs> and then, it's so funny because it's like, I don't know what it's like. Uh, but it's just like this. That's what I think of. Yeah. So there's that uh, guy. The next screenshot is I get there's a fat bald guy with a, a Hawaiian shirt and a chain and glasses and he's got one <laughs> eye. Get a black eye. I don't know what okay. the fuck's going on here. So for those characters, uh, one is Chandra, the other one, which is the woman, <laughs> the one that looks normal, I guess. Uh, the guy jumping that out the window. That looks normal. She looks like she looks like a gender swapped Cyrax, but from Mortal Kombat, but like as a human. Yeah. And she, what is she wearing? Like a life jacket. Why is yeah, she wearing like a life jacket? jacket? I don't know. <laughs> it looks uh, like Unreal Tournament armor, but yellow. The guy that jumped out the window and has like cyborg eyes is Killian. The other guy is Dr. Zyler. Oh, that those guys aren't bad, just from their names. <laughs> Killian and Zyler. Great. All right, so in the mission, we're, we are sieging this nightclub with Dad and Chandra and Joe. And they, we bust in to rescue Zyler. He's already been, like, beat the crap out of by Killian. We're going to take Killian down, too, while we're here. Killian gets away, and Zyler refuses to leave without his research, which happens to be in a suitcase nearby. And this is where we have to fight a bike gang. I don't remember why the bike gang shows up. Or- <laughs> Yeah, the bike, the, dude, the fucking cutscene for the bike game, they're all, they look like they're from Blade. 
Like all of them. They just look like blade vampires. And they're all with these red crotch rockets. And each one has this cutscene of them fucking flying. And I'm like, dude, these guys are so cool. You know what I mean? Like that's what they want you to think in this cutscene. But it's so funny. Like this is early enough to where I can't tell if it's serious. You know what I mean? Because this probably was like top of the line like animation for the time. But it's also so stupid. Yeah. You're going to get that a lot in this game. So we take them all out. One of them happens to have a key guard to the public garage we're in, I guess. And we go and we seduce a mechanic. So he turns on a forklift for us. And yeah, then, and then immediately him. shoot him in the head. Yeah, and then his forklift is AI controlled. So it automatically opens the warehouse door for us. We go in and we thought this level was so easy because we went through so much of it. And then... Uh, Nave, you died from like fire or something like that. Like, you got yeah. caught. <laughs> well, no. So there's a sub a sub objective where you find an armory full of shotguns and you have to blow it up after looting it. And Philip blew it up and then stood in the armory and blowed oh, up himself. No, and then it was like, oh god, it destroyed the whole terrain. Yeah, it destroyed everything, and so I had to go back and revive him. But he was in the middle of fire. Now this is the weirdest thing because I was hosting the game. Every time I would die, I would respawn somewhere else. Like, I wouldn't respawn, but my body would appear somewhere else, no matter what happened, no matter how I died. Philip wouldn't, though. So I had to go into the fire and die, experience the painful agony of death that is burning. Um, and then we had to rehold, we do the whole thing. We almost beat the level just on the first try. On very hard, by the way. Like the on hardest the hardest difficulty. Well, no, no, it's not the hardest difficulty because you had to beat the game on the hardest difficulty to unlock the extra oh. hardest difficulty. Oh, God, why? <laughs> Can't yeah. imagine playing that. Apparently, it's rough. It's a very, very, very rare achievement. I know. We got to the end of this level, by the way, and you got shot down. We were, like, about to escape, and then my controller desynced from my Xbox I was as so we were in a mad. firefight. And so I'm just standing there as I know I'm getting murdered. What Meanwhile, I'm trying to turn my controller back on and resync it. And you're just, Philip, Philip, kill him, Philip. And I'm just standing there as <laughs> I'm getting shot to death. Uh, and we, we had to restart over again. We were at the, the end. At the end that that happened. This game takes so long to play each level and for it to completely restart us with no checkpoints or anything. It's just insane. That was level two. That was only level two. Yeah. Uh, we did shoot a guy at one point and he yelled my leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, which nice. I, I don't know if that's, it's like the, you know, the guy, the, the governor saying it's a trap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder if that was actually a reference to SpongeBob. Probably not. Uh, they they have a lot of call outs. They're like, she's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they do say she's got a gun. Do you think that's where we got that from? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, um, other stupid things. Um, you there's like a gang war that breaks out where you can divert the enemies. But yeah, there's so many enemies. There's still some left at the end that we always have to fight. God, and they would wreck us. In the, in the subways? Yeah, there's this one where Philip was like, this way, because he died previously it was on a previous attempt, and he's like, this way, we can sneak up on him. And I walked around with him, and he's like, oh, they're not there. And then he just casually walks around a corner, and then, boom, and just fucking blows his fucking head off. And I'm like, Philip! And I kill the guy. One thing I wasn't aware of, you noticed, that, is that this game has some roguelike elements where the runs are slightly yeah. different. A like little RNG. Like, I remember... 
uh, one camera. Like I was like, Nave, we don't want to get swatted by the cameras this time. I'm going to take these vents that go through this alleyway. I go through a vent and like, he, 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 sneaking through. I get to the other side. I punch it out Batman style. I crawl out instantly. When a, when a camera sees you, you cut to the viewpoint of the camera. The camera was directly above the vent looking straight <laughs> down at me as I popped out of this vent. And the instantly the sirens start going off and twenty enemies spawn in. Yeah, then I died instantly because I was sneaking like the proper way. Oh god. Classic. Uh besides that, not really anything else for that level, I don't think. Uh we get the briefcase back to what's his name? Uh Dr. Zyler. This is where he pulls out like a brain neuralizer and grabs Jack and like scrambles his brains. What? I don't remember that. Yeah. After getting back his case, Zeigler uses a neuro drive on Jack to implant data into his brain. And then he's about to die. But before he dies, he tells Joe and Jack to go find someone named Dr. Carol. All right. Do you remember where he died in the elevator where he just like laid on the ground? And we just laid. Oh, yes, I do remember now. He just. Uh... Because There's like some... nothing hurt him. Like we didn't see like he looks messed up, but we he was strong enough to grab. A spy, Jack, and scramble his brains while Joe just stands there. And we all watch this happen. And then he just falls on the ground and dies. What was that? I don't know. I was about to go on. Uh, It doesn't matter. All right. So then we get separated whenever um, we're trying to escape on the rooftops. And Killian is back. And he's got a like a Pelican jet type thing. And he blows up the bridge as Jack tries to cross it, falls down into a dumpster, doesn't die after falling like five stories, it seems. And this is where <laughs> me and they were separated in a sniper alley situation. And this was hell because I would die in one sniper shot. It was terrible. Yeah. So since we were separated, we couldn't revive each other. And so, yeah, so the instant someone died, it was terrible. They, we would get so far repeatedly in this. We ended up getting – there was a boss fight at the end of this level. We ended up getting there on the hardest difficulty, dying to the boss fight twice. And then – so it would be like, do you want to restart from the checkpoint or do you want to do the whole level all over again? And I was like – the second time I was like, for sure, do not press – restart the whole level. I must have pressed it or the game only gives you two tries on the uh, fucking hardest difficulty. So one of those two things happened, and then we restarted and had to lower the boss fight is insane. The boss fight was crazy. Like, the level was hell, but we got through it. But the boss fight, you're fighting a jet that's, like, flying around an arena. Nave is on a lower level, so he's fighting just the jet, and the jet can, like, set him on fire with its thrusters. It can drop out troops to attack him. Meanwhile, I'm on the upper level, and enemies are just popping just popping into place right next to me. And I like guess since I'm supposed to be the AI, it's it's not supposed to be, I'm not even supposed to be there probably. But I can literally have no cover. The only ammo I can get is dropped from these guys. And we're still in the hardest difficulty. So I die in three shots. There's no place for me to go. They're spawning on alternate sides of me too. And if I don't kill them, they shoot naved in the lower section. So I have to actively kill these guys while also shooting the boss because the boss doesn't care about me until I get slightly too close when it happens to be on one corner and then the engine burns me to death. God, this boss was terrible on on hard. Not bad on easy. Oh, you you, you replayed all the lo- – wait, wait. Did you have all of the – because I was always the host. Did you have like the levels beaten? For yourself, no. whatever. You have to rebeat them off or in single player. They're different stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we do the helicopter battle. Uh, we blow them up and Killian dies. Uh, moving on. 
at this point, Joe escapes with the help of Chandra, while Jack gets captured and taken to China and is being held prisoner by Zhang Li. Who? Do you not see the um, the time wizard with the, the yeah. Bane tubes coming out of his head? This old... He literally I looks assume. like Bane from the old school Batman movie. Yeah, or he's like... Not, he's not fucking... Too. Oh, I was born in the darkness. Not that guy. I'm he talking like about... <laughs> fucking the guy that had the balloon arms. <laughs> okay, so we started this level, but his such cancer to get through with the multiple sniper towers and all this stuff that... We ended up just quitting at this point. The thing is where I'm like, no, some of us work tomorrow. And you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I called it left. quits. And then I just ghosted Philip for two days. I just didn't want to play the game anymore. I mean, that was fine. I just played it on my own. And now I can recap the story to you. So Great. we go to China. Who is this? Who is this lady? lady? That's his daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's dressed very – she's voluptuous. She definitely looks like someone from 007. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not so, this guy. This who is who is who is uh Vietnamese Bane? <laughs> I thought he was like um he looks like uh the guy hosting who hosts the Mortal Kombat tournament. Shang Song. <laughs> what does Shang Song look like? Oh, like this. <laughs> he looks like that a little bit. Okay, no. Shang Song just looks like an old dude. But he, this dude is much smaller than Shang Tsung because I assume Shang Tsung actually fights. I, I don't know anything about Mortal Kombat lore. Yeah, he he fights, but he usually takes control of somebody. He usually ch- ta- he takes the form and ability of somebody whose soul he's eaten. Of course, he's the guy who goes, "Your soul is mine." Okay, so we know that um, uh, Jack is in here, Dad. So Joe yeah. breaks into Zhang Li's mansion where he's hosting a 1v1 first-person shooter VR tournament with his daughter as the current champion. What? Uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you being actually right No, now? that is literally what he's doing. <laughs> she? Okay. Yeah, or he, he. That's what he's doing. He's hosting the tournament. And this is after Oh, she's fight. the champion. Yeah, she's the champion. Uh, the, her, her, the daughter's name is Mayhem. Does she? And... <laughs> Oh, does she have a metal claw for a hand? Which part? Or is that just a glove? Uh, I think that's This gloves. is probably riveting for the audio listeners, but... This, this game, it gets Metal Gear really fast. So wow. <laughs> you, you get into the tournament and you beat her uh, with respawns and everything. And then after that, uh, you win a chance to free your father. So he's like... What's the name of the video game? It, it doesn't have a name. It just it it looks. It looks like the game. It looks like the game we're currently playing. Very meta. Very realistic. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe goes deeper in the mansion now that she's been released, and they're like, uh, "There's no rule. Dogs can't play basketball. Like, let her play. Let him cook. <laughs> it's like let her cook. You know. He, he, you go into an umbrella style facility, and you find your dad, but he is lost in the sauce. His brain has been scrambled. Uh, Are you? you is him, it literally his, her dad? Yeah, it's her dad. Okay. This is a prequel, apparently. Is the two it? of you fight your way out of the, the facility, and you get separated, and Mayhem kills Jack. Point blank, just blows his brains out with a pistol. Jack is sad? the the, the guy that... I'm very sad. Yeah. Wait, Jack is the dad? Yeah. Is the dad the guy who you played as Sniper Alley? Yes. I thought his name was Jack Dark because that was just the code names. No. Their name is actually Dark. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because now you think about it, they're they're um 
their call signs was literally zero dark. Wait, was, yeah. was it zero dark and one dark? Because that would make sense, I guess. But it's like the other person had a different code name too, right? Yeah, she did. I That's like remember. a whole thing in fucking... So what I'm getting confused, because this is very Metal Gear right now, but also I'm playing Metal Gear. So it's like there's a woman who's in love with Raiden, who's Jack, who they were calling Snake, but <laughs> <laughs> but they changed Snake's call sign to Raiden because someone was supposed to be Snake there. They're looking for Snake, who is Solid Snake, not Liquid Snake. That's this is getting brother. very Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> But but they but then the girl was like Jack and he's like the other guy that's on the comms is like we told you his name is right and I'm like at this point if someone's listening in this conversation like it's all confusing and everyone knows it's Jack at this point right. It doesn't matter. And she's always calling him Jack. And then every time he goes, his name is Raiden. And she's like, yes, I mean Raiden. Like, it just oh, happens a no. hundred times. All right, I'm just going to try to call Jack dad then. All right, okay. so dad dies. We don't worry about him for the rest of the game. So Perfect. Uh, Joe sees this because she made it to the dropship. She flies her dropping dropship like in close. It's the same one that uh, Killian was driving. And he burns the shit out of mayhem. Just like bakes her on the side of the, the runway with the exhaust from it. She catches up. Like, <laughs> she turned mayhem into may ham. Yeah. Ham. All right. So Joe escapes, meets up with Chandra, and they decide that they should finally look for this Dr. Carroll guy because what else are they going to do, you know? And it turns out he's working for Zhang Li, the tiny Chinese guy. Who? Dr. Carroll, the the other scientist that scrambled dad's <laughs> brain, told you to find him. And apparently he's working on a research platform in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So while we're looking for him, we land on the platform and we get attacked by two bounty hunting cowboys <laughs> <laughs> that refer to themselves as the brothers and have country accents. They look, Dude, they, look, they, like look they look like, have you ever seen Kung Fu Hustle? <laughs> they look like the two assassins in Kung Fu Hustle who are brothers. <laughs> Is one of them blind? I don't know. Maybe they both look kind of Asian too, but they're definitely cowboys. <laughs> God. It's so stupid. Like I had to take a double take at this point because I'm like, wait, hold on. Are these like psychopaths from dead rising? Like who are these? Yeah. <laughs> you, so you start this level with a boss. I like fight his checkered with, undershirt. It's so weird. Which he has like a, an Australian hat. Compared to the other guy that looks like a traditional, I don't know, it, it's a whole thing. Anyways, you kill them and never talk about them. They never come up again. After you <laughs> they just go away. They have laptop guns, by the way. Laptop rifles. Is this where you get the laptop? Wait, we already used laptop we already rifles. We had some the at person. this point, yeah. Whatever. All right. Why do they have uh, laptop? Why couldn't they give them fucking the cowboy cowboy? Pistols? I know. Yeah. There's an actual cowboy pistol in this game. And it's uh, anyway. beastly, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Magnum. It's, like, really good. Like, whenever we were playing on hard, there was, like, one guy that had this pistol, and he would walk around the corner and shoot me twice and instantly kill me. And I'm like, god damn it, every time. Which, it's alternate fire is to make a spark that looks like an enemy on the enemy's radar, but it uses a round, so it's like, I don't know, really gonna, I don't know, make a radar ping just to confuse him? Whatever. Maybe. Not in the Wasn't campaign. That, a whole, that was a whole, yeah, not in the campaign. That was a whole fucking equipment in Halo 3. It was. All right. So uh, we end up finding Dr. Carol with Chandra. And upon finding him, Joe asks, what's happening? 
And he's like, I don't know what's happening. And we explained everything that happened up to this point. And Carol's like, oh, you saw the brain neuralized machine? And she's like, yeah, my dad got wiped, but he's dead now. And he's like, no, all the data was in his brain. And she's like, I was there. I saw it happen. They're like, I bet some of the data got in your brain, too. What? What? So she he pulls like out his own physical yeah, thing. He pulls up his own brain neuralizer and scans her brain, and he's like, "Yeah, I got enough of the data out of your brain too." And then it's the data. The Wait, you're talking he, about like imprinting things, like with your yeah. eyes, and like dead. Are we talking about like dead space? I don't know. Like, oh yeah, it's just like dead space because like he was in there just talking nonsense, and he's like talking about the marker whenever you find dad because <laughs> he had so much data in him. <laughs> Anyways, he, he gets all the data out of you, and at that point, Chandra says, like, I'm double-crossing you, or got to look out for number one, and shoots uh, the, the Dr. Carol, the guy that has the data, and she grabs the data, and she pulls out her flip phone, and she's like, Zhang Li, I got, it, I got this stuff, and he's like, good, good, <laughs> and meanwhile, you're like, oh, I can't believe you double-crossed me, and then she's like, I'm about to triple-cross you with my gun, and she starts to pull it out, but then a, a group runs in. Members of the Carrington Institute, which is an international Whoa. police organization, run in and they're like, we're the police. And they say, <laughs> Joe. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is insane. And they're like, we've been following this guy for a while. Zhang Li's an international war criminal and we're going to take him down. But now that he's got this data, we know that he's heading to a dig site in Peru where he's going to use this to decode the glyphs to uncover ancient powers. Oh, obviously. It's insane, obviously. So Joe goes to Peru with the help of her new... This this is starting to sound like Halo 5. Dude, (laughs) it's insane what's (laughs) happening. Dude, so many, so much, so much, uh, you know, popular media has stolen from this game. Perfect Dark Zero. So we go to Peru, and right whenever we're about to like figure out what's going on in Peru, we get stopped by Mecha Mayhem. Oh my god! <laughs> Which I have a picture of her. It's called. Is that what this is? Yeah. I thought I literally I thought this was like a Zelda Ocarina of Time reference where there was a Joanna Dark and then a the Joanna Light. Who is actually dark? Yeah. <laughs> Joanna Dark was a normal human. No, it's she looks Mecha like Mayim. she looks just like Dark Link. Yeah, or you know, what isn't there Mario sixty four power up that makes him turn into this? What turn metal? <laughs> metal Mario, yeah, yeah. Oh, Metal Mario shows up, and she's why like, is she blue? I think it might just be the coloring. <laughs> it's like dark. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, she shows up. Uh, you kill her quite quickly. She really sucks. <laughs> Great. Her uh, uh, first-person shooter skills from the, her video game tournaments did not transfer over. And then you get into a you sneak into a bigger dropship that it's on their way to their next location, which is in Africa. So you you land in the dropship in Africa, and apparently they were able to get the information they needed from the glyphs in Peru. Zhang Li finds the Holy Grail buried in the African sands, and he uses what? it to achieve the apotheosis. Holy... Yes, the Holy. What is a what is apotheosis? The, they were looking for the Holy Grail this whole time. Yeah. Oh, well, he achieved godhood, and if you scroll all the oh, way down, yes. you can see God Zhang Li. He's just fucking Dalsim from Street Fighter. 
He's just really ripped. <laughs> he just got he really looks like strong. Red Skull and Dodd from Marvel and Dalsim from Street Fighter had a kid. Oh, he also got a katana. What is this? Is just fucking Uncharted too? Is it that happens in Uncharted? <laughs> yeah, but it's not the Holy Grail. They find. Uh, do you remember that cartoon movie where those two guys go and find the city of gold? What oh, is that Eldorado. city of gold called? Yeah, El Dorado. That's Uncharted Two. El Dorado. Spoiler alert: the bad guy becomes God. <laughs> it's this is, and then you have to fight. Oh my god! Right, and then you get he rips using his force powers. He rips the like a Grecian style arena up into the air, and like Bayonetta. Like Bayonetta, you start fighting in the air on these platforms. You know, one v one in his little sky arena. Eventually, you just kill him with bullets, and <laughs> naturally, you fall out of the sky and survive. Uh, he blows up. Uh, Who is the this? Is just, what? Who is this? Oh, that is Mister Carrington himself of the Carrington Institute, of the chief of the police or whatever, rolls up to you at the end after you fall out of the sky and you're like limping, and he says. Joanna Dark, you did perfect. Whoa! Whoa! You did perfect! <laughs> you know who he looks like? Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, I know. He, he looks, looks like, like the guy. two main characters but combined. <laughs> He's also British. <laughs> of course. Oh, my uh, God. This whole fucking... That whole... That was a fever dream. So... And it's it's so terrible because then like Jana would ask me while I'm playing the game what is happening and I could not tell her I was, did not understand I'm like wh- I don't know why I'm in Peru right now I don't know why I'm in which in the Peru segment that's when they give you the night vision uh, P90 because all of a sudden it's like Vietnam people are popping out of bushes you can't see anything and it is are you do you have a stress ball in your hand what are you I doing Philip <laughs> has a stress ball that he's been squeezing this whole time is that a grenade. Yeah, it looks like grenade and it says a uh, warrior scout safety grenade. Work smart, play smart, and then it has like contact information for like mental health awareness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a grenade. They <laughs> <laughs> oh just give this out of work, you know. Oh, <laughs> Philip is like squeezing the stress ball. <laughs> He's trying to explain <laughs> to me this doll seam swordsman. God, oh man. And like I is the Carrington Institute real? I don't think so. I bet that's the people you work for in the in the original game, or you work in Perfect or not Perfect Dark in, uh, yeah, in Perfect Dark, the the classic. I bet you work for the Carrington Institute. That's like uh, what is the uh, what is that group? Do you know that military that's in Red Dead Two? Oh no, you don't know. How would you know that? Fuck, Philip hasn't played uh-huh. Red Dead Two. Oh, yes, you work for them. There's even a mission where you defend the Institute while it's under attack in the first game. They're real. That's the whole point is what I'm trying to say. Oh, are you talking about the Monument <laughs> because... Men where they try to protect artifacts from the Nazis? No, they're like... The Pinkertons. That's oh, it. the Pinkertons. The, those guys are real. I had to fucking do a lot of Googling just then. But anyways, the fucking Pinkertons, the bad, like these bad guys that are chasing you down all the time in Red Dead 2 are real. And the fucking Wizards of the Coast, the guys who make Magic the Gathering, sent the Pinkertons to destroy someone's house because he had the what? cards for the next set. Was the actual yes. Pinkertons? Because we talked yeah, about this the before real, the pod, I think. The real Pinkerton. Did we? Fuck. Well, we like, I was just thinking about that. We just identified the Pinkertons. We just identified they were the, the Pinkertons. Like an armed force. 
a lot of people learned that the Pinkertons are real from by that. this. The Magic the Gathering is going to destroy this guy's house. And then they're like, sorry, we took those cards. Here, you want some me- You want some merch? Oh, you want some cards? Which apparently, you don't even need to let those guys in. You don't need to open the door for them. Wait, they're mean, not legally? their law. They're not the law. No, you don't <laughs> They're need just to investigators. But that's the thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Yes, he let them in. And they destroyed his house. They destroyed it. Looking for fucking all the Magic the Gathering memorabilia that he could possibly have. Oh my god, it's insane. All right, but Perfect Dark Zero, I just just talking about the story. I was really not into it when we first started, but by the end of it, I was so into it. Like this is like I don't know what's with me, why I'm like this, but this game really hit me in like a perfect spot. It's so stupid. Perfect. It's perfect. I mean, a perfectly stupid spot. This game is stupid. It's cringy. Your character's always throwing out witty one-liners that aren't even that clever and even like when you're fighting mecha mayhem she's like oh joe you were always so quick with the one-liners like i just met you yesterday whenever i burned your face <laughs> off and you killed my dad this it's like gi joe or like yeah, transformers like, like those old just like cartoons like it's like gi joe i have to say it's close like that like because i'm like trying to identify what is this because it is definitely a knockoff James Bond, but it's trying to do its own thing. So I'm like, this feels like every female agent thing. So it's like, this is James Bond. This is uh black widow. This is Kim possible. This is I don't, like tomb Raider at the same time with like going to ancient Peru and Africa. Like this game is trying to pull in so many different flavors and I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. Oh, also the stupid like kung like kung fu type stuff too, where you go to China and enter a tournament hosted by an aging old man. The Mortal Kombat tournament, yeah. And then two cowboy brothers show up to stop. <laughs> like they're trying to hit like all these insane tropes and just mix them all together. Which speaking of, like, there's also like every level. It's like Call of Duty where every level is at a different biome. Yeah, you know what I mean. God, which I only saw four of them, but you know. Yeah, I mean, there's all the great biomes. You have, like, the African desert. You have Vietnam and Peru. You have... Yeah, um, the 1v1 tournament uh, tournament arena in yeah. the air, suspended by nothing. That it's classic stupid. biome. Which he throws, like, full-on Grecian pillars at you that you have to dodge. Yeah, it and looks like you're in the in middle close. of the fucking gladiator arena. Yeah, you are. Even though you're in Africa. So there's palm trees. You see them. Yeah. <sighs> there are palm trees in Africa? Sure. Well, I mean, Africa's a huge place. I guess there's a lot of things in Africa. Huh? There are penguins yeah. in Africa. What are they doing there? They're at the, okay. the, in the southern part. Do you have any more meat points before we roll into final words? No. And no questions about the story or anything? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, it's like... I'm, you got questions, write in. GameTogetherPod at gmail.com. Yeah, we discussed the lore of Perfect Dark. <laughs> The music plays. When's the last time you checked the email? Oh, I check the email all the time. Oh. I'm actively clearing okay. it out. Because I just shilled it. I just shilled oh, the yeah. email. Yeah, I'm always checking it. I haven't it. thought about the AML in a long, long time. Uh, there's nothing really new. We we get a lot of newsletters. <laughs> and we're back. Perfect Dark Zero. I'll take these first final words. This game is going to be a not recommend for me. <laughs> 
This is going to be one of those Two moments. Uh, I know. This is like when we talk about it, better off playing solo. This might be better off playing solo on the lowest difficulty. Just put some headphones on because there's no subtitles in this game. Barely any checkpoints. Deal with it. This game has so many quit moments when we were playing it. Where it's like me and you, like we would die because I scanned a guy, but I guess I only got to 99% on the scan before I shot him. So now we have to redo five minutes of gameplay just to get back so I can rescan this guy again because of mission failed. Or... There's so many moments like that where things are just going so terrible that I'm like, I'd rather play anything else. Could just because we were playing on the hardest difficulty, like if we just dropped down to easy, I assume we would just steamroll through this game. But honestly, I bet if we steamrolled through it, wouldn't enjoy it as much because I wouldn't have bothered to look up so much about the story. So I really enjoyed my time with this because I was going to play this game, whether it was for the pod or not. Like I downloaded this and I'm just that kind of person, I guess, that wants to play these older games. And I enjoyed it, but I can't recommend it to another person. Not everyone's going to like the clunky shooting, the weird voice acting with its kitschy one-liners, the ridiculous story that honestly doesn't make that much sense, such as like how how much of the data did they really need? They couldn't just email it over. I don't know. It's It's so weird, everything that happens in this. It's like if you want me to explain logically everything that happened, I couldn't. But just explain, like, this is what happened, and then they did it, and then they did the thing. I love it. It feels like, um, I don't know, like a Dungeons & Dragons adventure where they were just making it up as they went along almost, where it's like, oh, I didn't plan for you to make it this far. Uh, uh, And then we go to Peru, and we go to look some ancient glyphs. Like, do we really need to go to Peru for this? Why couldn't they just put the ancient ruins in Africa or something like that? Like, this seemed like (laughs) a weird stop-off that we didn't need to go to. But at least it was convenient because your arch enemy mayhem was there, mecha mayhem at this point. Just there was all so many like kind of unnecessary steps or like parts of the mission. Like there's two different times where you have to fly a drone to go like look at something or something like that and blow something up. You do it once in the tutorial mission and then you do it once in uh, Peru. But what was weird is like whenever I did it. Uh, enemies were still spawning in and I could not quit out of the drone. So enemies were shooting me in the back. Thank God I was on very easy. So the AI would shoot me a couple times and they would take cover and reload. And in that time, my health would regen and they'd pop out and shoot me again. So the whole time I'm flying the drone around, I'm just going, ow, 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 as I'm like trying to figure out where to go. So this game is janky. It's clunky, but I had a good time with it. Don't play it unless you are into the clunk. What about you? Um, this game's probably, it's going to be a soft not recommend for me, even though I didn't finish it. Uh, playing this game from just a curiosity standpoint is probably going to be something that's interesting for people who are interested in like, you know, the Xbox 360 generation, because this is peak early 360 gen. Oh yeah. It really, it's like playing this game and thinking about how far we've come as an industry is interesting. And like, I don't know, the shooting is awkward and clunky but it's like that's kind of how all shooting was at the time it's really impressive that all these guns have these different alternate fires and stuff like that and some of them suck you know it's like you're gonna have hit and miss with a lot of these weapons but it's cool seeing rare you know going for it with this you know what i mean where a lot of these it's 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 even more interesting in the time that we're in right now with this redfall drama going on this game definitely is a sequel to perfect dark it's really cool in that way. It's awesome that it's a game from 2005 and the online servers are still up also, even though we had troubles with it at the beginning. We were having a hard time finding each other, but like the online servers still work for this. 
and that's you know not a lot of games from 2005 still have the servers right insanely low population but i did have one random pop in my game at one point and i was like oh, another person yeah it, it still is just a, a not recommend because i think almost everyone almost everyone's going to not really enjoy playing this but I imagine that the people listening to this show are enthusiasts, you know, the people that I was ranting about earlier, the enthusiasts that are like entrenched in the gaming industry. I don't think people are listening to this that are just playing Call of Duty and Apex. No filthy casuals. No filthy casuals. We're all Mountain Dew chuggers here. That means I I think that a a demographic of the people that listen to the show probably will enjoy playing this from a curiosity or from a historical standpoint. Uh, I don't think that has a lot of value other than that, though. It's not that fun, no, unfortunately. It's sadly, in the moment, it is not that fun to play. Maybe if there were subtitles and like they played up the, the silliness, I might be more into it as we're playing, just so I could get to another ridiculous cutscene. Yeah, there's not a lot of cutscenes in this game either. There's usually a before the mission and after the after mission. mission, yeah. Sometimes there's one in the middle. I don't know. All right. Uh, with that, Nave, what are we playing next week? I don't know. Probably not Redfall. We might need to play something small because of the amount of not being home i'm gonna be Mm, true so i'll scrape around see if i can put something together real quick but i don't know what we're gonna play probably not redfall no redfall i definitely want to set aside like i feel like i might even just start playing that on my own just so uh i don't know i can see what's going on with it because i heard that there was not was it like co-op progress right yeah there's no cross progress Progress. so i figured like you would host and I, i could just have my own side game like we did with far cry yeah, it's weird because it's like you you look at the discourse online because it's there's obviously a huge hate mob for the game right now. And every time that happens, you run into a bunch of people who are like, I actually enjoy the game. You know, the contrarians that yeah. are playing it. And there's a couple of the normal people like the the normal contrarians that are popping up on my feed and Twitter that I that are always like this. And it's hard to know what the middle because it's obviously probably in somewhere in the middle game looks like it's got a lot of problems. I obviously, I mean, I haven't played it, but I mean, it seems like there are people who are having fun with it. It just doesn't deserve. Maybe by the time we pick it up, there'll be a patch. Yeah, it better be getting fucking patched. All right, and with that, I want to thank you, dear call listeners, for joining us this week. Maybe next time we can all do perfect together. God damn it! Uh, (laughs) She's got a gun. She's got a gun. My leg. (laughs) 